5: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Radio.
6: We have a development in Los Angeles as there's a change at quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. Raiders have that edge on the Chiefs, but Kansas City's going to get the ball back. And Ephraim Broncos Bears living up to all of its billing. (laughs) 3-0 early in the second quarter. That's where we are in the late games Uh, of week two.
7: Drew Brees is my son's quarterback on his fantasy football team. I can't, I, I, I can't win. Here's, I'm sorry. Here's the deal. Aaron Donald was
6: putting pressure on Drew Brees as Brees was letting a pass go in the first quarter. A follow-through. Don't have the specifics on the injury right now, but Drew Brees has left the game due to injury. Teddy Bridgewater has taken over at quarterback for the Saints as they trail 3 nothing, nearing the end of the first quarter. But this is the second... Likely future Hall of Fame quarterback that was out with an injury today. Ben Roethlisberger knocked out of the Steelers game as they lost to Seattle as Mason Rudolph had to take over. But now we're going to get a look at Teddy Bridgewater for a Saints team that is trying to erase the nightmare of last year's NFC Championship game. And even a win today wouldn't do that. But this was a guy in Teddy Bridgewater who had offers to be a starting quarterback throughout the NFL in the offseason and decides to stay with the Saints to be the backup to Drew Brees, maybe be the long-term answer for New Orleans. And now we've got Teddy Bridgewater taking over for Drew Brees sooner than we could have expected. Well, let's dive into that in in just a little bit because we do want to go to Baltimore where there was a battle of Heisman Trophy quarterbacks that uh, I would say that matchup didn't live up to the expectations, and that was a good thing. Baltimore coming in as a double-digit favorite. But they leave with a six-point win over the Arizona Cardinals. He was on the call for Fox. Brandon Gawden joins us here on Fox Sports Radio, who called that Ravens-Cardinals game. Hey, Brandon, how are you?
8: Doing good. Yeah, that was a heck of a game. I think a little closer than most people thought it would be.
6: Yeah, what, what was the expectations coming in w- with the, the Cardinals after that tie? Did, they, did you get a sense that they were, they were fortunate to have it? Were there a lot of mistakes? When you talk to the team, how did the Cardinals view this game coming off of what they did a week ago?
3: Yeah,
8: Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray were kind of in unison yesterday in our meeting saying our first three quarters last week were about as bad as you can get at the NFL level offensively. But they felt like they got their sea legs collectively in the fourth quarter and in overtime were able to force it to O T and at least get a tie. So they left with some upward momentum and they thought their offense was really settling in. And look, but you're on the road, Kyler Murray's first road game against that Baltimore defense. They knew it wouldn't be easy. They did push the ball downfield a few times, but they had three drives stall out inside the 10, and obviously that's going to doom you all three of those ended in field goals. And then late in the fourth quarter, they had a couple of opportunities, and they just could not move the football. There were a couple of pre-snap penalties that really hurt them. So there were some positive signs for Arizona offensively, but ultimately when push came to shove, they folded a little bit and really struggled under the pressure.
7: Let's talk about the other side of the ball with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. We we all saw what he did uh, last week against a, a, a dismal Miami Dolphins team. Moving forward, we wanted to see is he going to be that pocket passer? Today, we got a combination of both.
8: That's exactly right. And Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator, told us on Friday. He said he was laughing at people saying that now Lamar Jackson is just going to be a pocket passer. He's like, guys. That's what the game dictated. We, what he referred to his offense as is a Swiss Army knife, and he said, "I really believe this." He said with those tight ends we've got, with Hollywood Brown, with what Lamar can do with both his arm and his legs, he said, "We can beat you one week throwing the ball, and we can beat you the next week running the ball." And oh, by the way, they got Mark Ingram now behind Lamar Jackson. That's a pretty good running back too. So, yeah, we saw today both sides of Lamar Jackson. He threw the ball well and he ran it for over 100 yards after having just six yards last week. If that continues, I'm not saying he's going to run for 100 yards every week. My point being, if that continues where they can beat you in both ways with that defense, this is going to be a really good Baltimore team.
6: Brandon Godin on the call of the Cardinals Ravens game on Fox, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's E from Salama. I'm Dan Byer. So, what's Baltimore's plan with Marquise Hollywood Brown now? Because we saw the big plays in Week One, but I believe it was only 14 snaps that he that he played in Week One. Today he gets 13 targets. I mean, is is he coming along a lot faster than the team even envi- envisioned? What's in the future for Brown?
8: Yeah, I think he's coming along a lot faster because he had that foot injury. I mean, remember, he missed most of camp. They didn't know if he was going to be up to speed on everything the offense was doing and just how the foot would hold up. He admitted that he was not 100% last week against Miami, and he says he's still not 100%. Well, if these two performances aren't 100%, I can't wait to see what 100% is because he's still really good. And the thing is, for 170 pounds, as Chris Carter talked about on the broadcast, he can push through contact like you wouldn't think so he's i'm i'm a small guy he's my size 5'9 170 but yet he was able to get separation from some bigger cornerbacks and make plays and he had that huge catch late down the sideline against the bigger Anthony Abertt so if he can do that with the speed when the foot is fully healthy We got a big
7: time playmaker on our hands. Yeah, and when going back over to Arizona, when you look at the ageless wonder, who is Larry Fitzgerald? Five receptions, 104 yards. It seemed like he was pretty much out there alone uh, in the secondary. What do you guys see and from him, and how did he get so wide open out there?
8: Well, to be honest, there were two times he was really wide open, one for a 44-yard reception. But there were three or four times where Kyler missed him, and one in the end zone that he should have hit him, I believe, on a slant. And he just missed him. He threw it behind him two other times in the middle of the field. So the numbers probably should have been a little bit bigger for Larry Fitzgerald. But it is amazing at his age what he's still able to do. And what he shared with us the other day, was that I am a better football player now than I was 10 years ago. He said, I've realized that I'm not quite as fast. I'm not quite as explosive. But he said, I'm a much better route runner, and I read defenses so much better than I did 10 years ago. So he feels like his game all around is still as effective because of that, even though he may have lost a step. But tell you what, you watch him run out there today, it, it doesn't look like he's lost too many steps.
6: He's Brandon. Gordon was on the call for Fox Sports, for Fox Sports on the Ravens. Cardinals game in Baltimore today. We know you're busy, Brandon. We appreciate the time, and we'll do it again soon.
8: Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Brandon.
6: Brandon Godden of the NFL on Fox. I almost called him on Fox Sports Radio. I will admit, I almost had my first offsides because I wanted to make him a part of our team, but Brandon Godden on the call today watching a good game between the Ravens and Cardinals. That was a competitive one that Vegas did not think it would be as the Ravens came in as almost a two-touchdown favorite.
7: Look, I... Early on, and I know it's early, and I know we like to jump to conclusions and 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 roll out banners and give awards, but watching Lamar Jackson play, and granted, it's against the Cardinals and it's against Miami. We'll see as this team moves forward, and especially when they get into, you know, their, you know, divisional games and, and, and so on and so forth. But this young man is exciting. His ability to throw the ball down the field, the speed and the velocity, the effortlessness of the the flick of the wrist is is something to behold. If you guys haven't seen – if you guys haven't watched him play this year, you're missing it. The the
6: danger that is everywhere on that Ravens team. I mean, there are, how many years with Joe Flacco were we looking at, whether it be with Ray Rice in the backfield or with Anquan Bolden, uh, Jacoby Jones. I'm, just, I'm just trying to think of other guys. Uh, Todd Heap was there for a long time. Where we're like, a lot of good positional players. They've never had, even Steve Smith later in his career, they've never had a game-breaker, obviously like Lamar Jackson, but Hollywood Brown now there as well. Mark Andrews has turned into a favorite target of Lamar Jackson. You mentioned Mark Ingram. I mean, they are... They have dynamic players at key positions doing things that other teams in the NFL aren't doing, and that's what I think makes them so dangerous.
7: It's that's it. next week at the Chiefs. That's going to be must see TV because you know the Chiefs aren't heralded for having a, a dynamic defense. Of course, they got better this year. They've mm-hmm. already given up ten points to Oakland early in this game in the first quarter, but I, I can't wait to see a shootout between this Lamar uh, Jackson that we're, we're seeing and the the Kansas City Chiefs next year. That, that's going to be exciting.
6: And uh, you mentioned Larry Fitzgerald in talking with Brandon And Congratulations to him. He became the first NFL player today to play games in Baltimore against the Ravens and Colts. So... No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> that's,
5: that's, that's early pretty, 80s. That's pretty,
7: I was like, wow.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
7: that's, uh, that's a joke, people. was a long time, time that's ago. That's tough to do. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Maybe Adam Vinatieri could claim that. Uh, no, no, he can't. But we'll get to him a bit later as he's one of the big storylines today. The big storyline that we are watching right now, if you're just joining us, Drew Brees is out at quarterback for the New Orleans Saints because of an injury. Teddy Bridgewater is in. The Rams lead the Saints right now 3 nothing, as they are just underway in the second quarter. This Raiders-Chiefs game where Oakland leads at 10-7, I would argue, Ephraim, that in the first five quarters of the NFL season, John Gruden's picked up a W pretty much in every one. Like, the first five quarters of the season, dating back to what happened Monday night and what started out here, John Gruden has seen everything that he's wanted to see with the Raiders as they're up on the Chiefs' 10-7. Yeah,
7: and with such a young team, I think they're the fourth youngest team in the league. uh, Coming off last year, having the oldest team in the league, I I just – you know, you wonder how long they can keep it going, right? These young guys are really galvanized. They're playing – they kept 12 rookies, four or five undrafted guys. Their first-round draft picks are playing well, even though Abrams is, is is out. The safety is out with the shoulder injury. I just, you know, for whatever reason, you get into locker rooms and expectations, you know, are high or low or you just want to go out there and see the guys play. They play extremely hard. They're mm-hmm. playing extremely hard for, for John and – It's exciting to see. They're not going to be a pushover. No one thought that. I didn't think they were going to be that good with that many uh, rookies and undrafted players making the team. But they're hanging in there with Kansas City. Matter of fact, they're not even hanging in there. They're punching Kansas City in the mouth, defensively and offensively.
6: And what will be the final game? I think Adam Schefter had this tweet earlier today. The final game in NFL history, we believe, where there will be a baseball diamond on the playing field of a football game. That's
7: the worst. It is the worst (laughs) thing ever especially for an offensive lineman for anybody receiver but as an offensive lineman there's there going to be it's going to be a time where you're in the dirt and the defensive end is in the grass so <laughs> he has footing and leverage and you're on skates on dirt which is awful I hated
6: it. Update from Denver. Broncos and Bears tied up at three apiece with about nine and a half minutes to go until halftime. He's he from Salam. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Coming up next, we head to Pittsburgh where the Steelers lost much more than a game today. We talk
9: about it next year on Fox Sports Radio. At Farmers Insurance, we know there's a crucial difference between a kick drum pedal and your car's accelerator pedal. Because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it.
10: We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. The home throwing left wide open. Demarcus
11: Robinson inside the five.
10: Touchdown! Kansas
11: City. Demarcus Robinson runs free. He gives adrenaline to
6: the whole Chiefs kingdom. That was the first of two touchdown passes. That's right. I said two touchdown passes because Patrick Mahomes has just connected. With Nicole Hardman, their rookie out of Georgia, on a long touchdown pass, about 45 yards. Chiefs have now taken the lead on the Raiders. It is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's from Salam. I'm Dan Bayer. Glad to have you with us, keeping you up to date of what's happening. Want to give you an update of what's happening between Saints and Rams. Tied up at three, about 10 minutes to go until halftime. Not only has Drew Brees left the game for the Saints because of an injury, Rams defensive lineman Aaron Donald has left the game with a back issue. He went into the locker room. We'll have more on that as things continue this afternoon. A three-three game between the Broncos and Bears in Denver. Joining us now, he was on the call of the Seahawks Steelers game, focusing in on another tight battle in the NFL. Rondé Barber joins us here on Fox Sports Radio.
12: Hey, Rondé, how are you? What's up, guys? Uh, Always appreciate you getting me on, man. Of course,
6: man, Rondé. This this game today seemed like uh, it, it was it, it was going to be Seattle's, and then a couple of the late turnovers. The Steelers stay in it, but the Seahawks are able to, to escape with a victory, all with Pittsburgh playing without Ben Roethlisberger in the second half. I know they lost the game, but how should Pittsburgh Steelers fans feel after seeing Mason Rudolph take over this team for the last 30 minutes?
12: Well, concern, obviously, for Ben. That, that's, that's problem number one for them. But, look, I, I didn't have a lot of film to watch on Mason Rudolph. I talked to their offensive coordinator, Sickner, and he told me, look, Mason Rudolph won the backup job. In the preseason. It's why they felt comfortable sending Josh Dobbs to, to Jacksonville this week. He looked really good. Uh, and, and he started off slow. Uh, his first pass was an interception because Dante Moncrief dro- dropped another ball. Uh, Bradley McDougall picked it off. After that point, he gave me a lot to be excited about. Now, he's, he's young. He hasn't seen a lot. You know, you get in that first game and it's kind of. Your eyes are wide. You really don't know what's going on. You're playing off uh, off instincts more than anything. But he looked, to me, more than capable. And I think Pittsburgh fans that watch this game come out of this game, even though it's a loss saying, hey, we could win with this kid. He did a lot of good things against a really good Seattle defense this afternoon.
7: Yeah, you can win with him throwing the ball. But I think uh, what we've yet to see Pittsburgh do and is what they're pretty much built around is run the ball. Running the ball yeah. 16 times for 81 yards. That's just not going to get it done. It's not going to get it done for 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 Zach Rudolph uh, or Mason Rudolph, uh, let alone Ben Roethlisberger.
12: Yeah, look, so they come into this game and, you know, you, you talk to them and they're trying to identify who their playmakers are. They lose, they be, obviously, that, we know that story. But who is going to be the the, you know, the second reaction type receiver? That's where so many of their big plays came out of that offense. And they were coming in thinking, look, we're going to build this around our best player. It's around Ben Roethlisberger and his ability to to win with the ball in his hands. Personally, I think especially now that he's hurt, you have to be able to run the football. Connor, uh, James Connor got hurt in this game. It was all uh, uh, Samuels at the end. They haven't yet established that. And we know the strength of this football team on offense is our offensive line. They did not get the job done in the running game. And some of that was, you know, hurt by the fact that they were down in the second half. Uh, but, I, but I 100% agree with you, Ephraim, especially now with the young quarterback. They're going to have to rely on turnaround, handing this football football off, and not putting it in Mason's hands if he is, in fact, the starter going forward. It's been, uh, elbow injury is significant.
6: Former NFL great, and now our teammate with the NFL on Fox, Rondé Barber, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio as he was on the call of the Seahawks Steelers game. I want you to take analyst hat off and put on DB hat once again, because yep. There was, you mentioned the interception of Mason Rudolph. The other big play in the game was, no doubt, the pass interference call where Pete yes. Carroll challenged a non-call on a 38-yard gain on a second and 20 and won the challenge on what some may consider a jump ball. Was it the yes. right call, Rondé, and do you like that situation now that we are two weeks in of reviewable pass interference?
12: Oh, I've been very clear on this from the preseason. I may have even mentioned it at our seminar this summer, that I think this is a bad precedent <laughs> to be setting in the NFL. And, and am I biased because I play defense? Of course I am. I, I know what it's like to be in those situations where sometimes two guys looking for football becomes incidental, and do you, do you hinder the receiver's ability to catch the ball? Well, yeah, it happens. That's the nature of the sport. What's really going to bother me, um, and, it, and, it, and it, it happened to us last week in Tampa. We had Uh, Richard Sherman covering Mike Evans uh, at the very end of the football game similar type of jump ball deal and Richard Sherman by some accounts was worse than what we saw Toro Edmonds do today on Tyler Lockett Richard Sherman has arm draped over Mike Evans no call on the field Al Riveron went and said no we're not going to change uh what the officials called." and I think that's the impetus right it has to be clear and obvious you hear Ron uh, Al said over and over again. That situation in this game, to me, was nowhere near clear and obvious enough to make the official on the field who was right there in real time be wrong. And that's exactly what they did. It, to me, it was the biggest play of the game. Seattle was, uh, Seattle was in a tough, backed-up situation, second and 20, and all of a sudden, 38 yards later, uh, they're on the other side of the field, completely changed field position. They go in and score a touchdown, uh, and now you're looking at that play as, as, as a big deciding factor in that football game so no as a db as an analyst as well i do not like this rule at all
7: Now will go figure oh those dbs yeah man, oh you know. those dbs what did
12: you expect me to say what did you expect me to say oh i love it you know even when you're not getting past France you're getting past I,
7: w- I wouldn't expect anything <laughs> other let's, let's talk about russell wilson and his ability to command that offense. We saw today right. he used his legs in a bunch of big third-down situations, extending drives, and yep. really keeping that streaking Steelers offense off the field. Just to yeah. just talk about the, the mindset of this team behind Russell Wilson and their ability to really want to run the ball.
12: You're, you're I couldn't say it any better, and I can add to what you said because that's exactly what happened. Russell was, I believe, 29 of 35 for 300 yards and three touchdowns but the biggest play of the game was that third and 16 at the end uh, where Seattle brings pressure. He doesn't see anything, gets out of the pocket and scrambles for 15. It sets up a fourth and one, which they end up converting uh, and essentially end in the football game. But they're much like Pittsburgh. When the game is on the line and they need somebody to make a play, Brian Schottenheimer, the offensive coordinator, Pete Carroll, have all the, all the comfort in the world saying, Russell Wilson, go be Russell Wilson and, and do something special for us. And that's exactly what he did. Um, Pittsburgh is going to look at this game and say this this thing got away. Um, um, you know they they were dominating early in this football game. They had sacked Russell four times in the, I think in the first quarter. Uh, his offensive line kind of rallied and played better second quarter on. But it was an opportunity to get off on third and sixteen. You cannot let that even get close to a conversion. Uh, it ultimately did them in.
6: He's Rondé Barber, was on the call for the Seahawks and Steelers. We're Seattle Leafs Town 2-0, Pittsburgh 0-2 to start this season. Rondé, we appreciate it. We'll do it again soon. Thanks for the time.
12: Absolutely, guys. Y'all be good. All right. Great thanks.
6: stuff from Rondé Barber, who was on the call in the NFL on Fox. Did you do the NBA-NFL combo in combining Zach Randolph and yeah, Mason I did. And Rudolph?
7: I did. It happens. I put it together. It,
6: it happens. I didn't think that you knew a Zach Rudolph, so I was just
7: – I was. I, I listen. Right. I understand it. I, Deebo. I, I know. I put Zebo. Yeah. I put, I put, I put in there.
6: <laughs> it's, hey, even to this day of Russell Westbrook and Russell Wilson, somebody every called time. Russell Wilson Russell Westbrook every time. Point. Yeah, it, it, it the just happens. The, uh, the Bears and Broncos are in a low-scoring affair. Also the same for the Saints and Rams and the Chiefs and Raiders playing a good one. Of all the games that were early today, though, of now you look at the Steelers team where some picked to make it to the Super Bowl, some picked to at least maybe the AFC Championship game, win the AFC North. I had them winning the AFC North. You see them now at 0-2, and I know it's early to start the season, but now if you don't know about James Conner, now if you don't know about Ben Roethlisberger and him going forward, you're still trying to find your rhythm without Antonio Brown. Tough times for the Steel City to start 2019.
7: Yeah, and I, I'll tell you this, it's not going to get any easier next week. You may think that that game against the 49ers is a, is a tune-up game and, and a game to get yourself right, but with the uncertainty of Ben Roethlisberger's health and James Conner, their inability to run the ball. San Francisco could definitely run the ball today to the tune of almost 300 yards rushing. Uh they are clicking Jimmy G is, is is playing extremely well. So having you know you flying yourself across country to come out west to play the San Francisco 49ers uh who are who are really filling themselves. who are 2 and 0 and and played two really good games. Uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. That's gonna be really tough, especially if you got your key players uh, not healthy. And and I will say this with a uh I don't know if this is a scooping uh-oh. Uh-oh. A, a scooping score, uh-oh. Derek Goff fumbles and uh Cam Cameron Jordan Cam rumbling ninety yards, but uh oh, uh oh. We may have
6: a whistle blown on if the ball was going forward, the Saints maybe <laughs> I, I they may again. be on the
7: wrong side oh, of another, another call
6: against the Rams.
7: Oh, that's definitely a fumble.
6: Here's the issue: there is a the Rams were driving. We'll get to David Gascon; he'll get us caught up to date on the scores. I just want to lay out the play. They're in the red zone. Jared Goff goes back to pass as he's about to throw the ball. The football is knocked out of his hand. And comes loose. Even if this is ruled a turnover, Ephraim, Cam Jordan's what would be an 88 yard return for a touchdown would be nullified. Why so, would you w-
7: blow the whistle? Why wouldn't you just let the play go?
6: <laughs> Have they not learned anything yet? This is uh, I I agree 100% with you and if the if the city of New Orleans oh isn't in an God. uproar yet it's about to be we're about to be in an uproar it is Fox Sports Radio Red Zone Easy e from Salama I'm Dan Bayer let's bring in our good buddy David Gascod. Uh, crazy, crazy play as it's happening to the uh, New Orleans Saints once again. Hey, yeah,
13: Dave? and they're doing it without Drew Brees right now. Knocked out of the ball game with an injured right thumb on his throwing hand. So, Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback. Taysom Hill is the backup in this situation as well. So, looking at it as it stands right now, Rams have the advantage right now with the football, if it looks like, the play does stand. But right now, they're inside the red zone. If it does stand, it's 3-3 right now, Rams and Saints in the second quarter. It's on Fox. Chicago leads Denver 6-3, to three, under three minutes to play in the first half and that one. Chiefs and Raiders from Oakland. Mahomes deep.
11: He wants McColl Hardman in the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. There's your third and 20 play. A deep post to McColl Hardman for his first National Football League touchdown.
13: I accidentally picked him up on the waiver wire. Did not play him today on the how Kansas City Chiefs how are you, radio you know. network. Wow, well, Tyreek Hill is out and... And Patrick Mahomes loves a burner down the sidelines, and that's exactly who this guy is. So runs a blistering 40. So he just threw another deep ball at the Rams. Yeah, or at the Rams, uh, or excuse me, the Raiders' 20-yard line. So Kansas City is on the move again. Patrick Mahomes, before that play, was 15-23 15 to for 204 and two TDs. Earlier today, Patriots won and covered the spread, which was in the 20s. 43 to nothing over the Miami Uh-oh. Dolphins Tom Brady on the day 20 of 28 for 264 and 3 TDs. Texans beat the Jaguars by the skin of their chin chin. This one 13-12 was the final score. Actually Jacksonville got it within one went for two points. The conversion was stopped so Houston does prevail. Packers quickly out in front 21 to nothing over Minnesota and that's all they scored. They held on to beat the Vikings 21 to 16. Pittsburgh lost Ben Roethlisberger to an injured elbow. They somehow found a way to get back into it, but they eventually fell to the Seahawks 28-26. Rashad Penny, 10 carries for 62 yards and a backbreaking TD. Tennessee Titans fall at home. The Colts rinse and repeat for Indy. 19-17 was a score. Adam Vinatieri missed two PATs in this ballgame, and the L.A. Chargers lost as road favorites. To the Detroit Lions, 13-10. Back to Dan Byron and Andy from Salam in just 10 seconds. First, a word from Farmers.
9: Farmers Insurance knows the difference between a car hitting your bumper and a clown car hitting your bumper. (laughs) Because at farmers we've seen and covered it.
5: We are farmers. Bum, bum,
10: bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
13: Fellas, that play was uh, overturned, so the Rams give up the football. But the scoop and score does not count. So Teddy Bridgewater and company have the football at their 13-yard line.
6: I, I got a bone to pick with David Gasconi from Salam. Why? So yeah, I mean, I was trying to stick up for you of, of being like, all right, you know what? You have fantasy bad luck, and then you, you know, then you're like, no, I should have. And then we're listing all the reasons, you know, like I was trying to take up for you, Dave. You know I was you know, how how would you to know? Honestly, I know that Nicole Hardman was the guy that the Chiefs took uh- because, Tyreek Hill situation, I understand all that, but hey, come on, don't be so hard on yourself.
13: I I had to be, I'm going to be 0-2 after uh, today's game, and uh, Chris, we we talked about this, Chris Carson can't hold on to the football, Um, Adam Thielen didn't do much last week because Kirk Cousins had 10 pass attempts, and this week was pretty much the same thing, Mm. Marlon Mack went up against the tough front seven for Tennessee. And the Raiders' defense, I mean, they got off on, on Denver last week, but I didn't think they were going to do anything against Kansas City today. So it's all on me, Dan. Yeah, well, I'll, all
6: right. Dan, all right. thank you very yeah. much for taking that yeah, yeah, I was for trying me. to take up for him. <laughs> Dave, Dave stiff-armed me. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh, A friend in need, man. <laughs> With friends like that, who needs enemies? Righty from – <laughs> That's know? right. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Dave. We appreciate it. The Saints do get possession, but, yeah, they don't get the touchdown that would have been – Uh, A huge, huge play in a game that is now without Drew Brees not turning out. The good news for the Rams, uh, not only did they not have the Saints score the touchdown on the call, but Aaron Donald was back on the sideline for the Rams and back in the game. So he left for a while with a back issue, came back out, and is now back in. But no Drew Brees for the Saints. They really could have used that 88-yard touchdown fumble recovery for a score.
7: Yeah, because on this next play, uh, Teddy Bridgewater got sacked face mask though so they'll get a couple extra yards but they don't get the score and whenever you lose your quarterback as a defense you want to go out there and you want to get points and put points on the board and put the offense in a position to be able to score easy and not ask too much of your backup quarterback they did that it was stripped away from them again and so the saga continues <laughs> For the New Orleans you know, Saints. There are
6: plays. You just mentioned the face mask. By the way, we're coming to you live at the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800 947 Auto. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. When we were speaking with Ronde Barber about the pass interference call, and it's been a topic of conversation ever since this play happened between the Saints and Rams last January. Ephraim, my whole issue has been we see a play there where the face mask actually was called. There are calls on a football field that I think can obviously be overturned by replay. And that's my issue of pass interference on this is pass interference isn't necessarily one of those calls. If you grab my face mask, you can see that on a replay. Clear. Clear. Present. Yes, absolutely. That is an issue. Russell Wilson got hit today in that Steelers-Seahawks game where – It would have been a personal foul, but it was missed. It could have been happened to any other quarterback. Those are calls to me that are are clear and easy to make. The face mask has always been the one for me where, you know, when a guy's head turns, you could see it but for some reason the three refs that were looking at the play don't have it. It's been my issue then with pass interferences. There are actually calls that can be corrected because of a referee error. And now you're using it up to you know subjectivity when you're making these pass interference calls.
7: Yeah, and like on that play we were talking about in the Seahawks game where they reviewed that pass interference, reversed the call. On that play, there was a blatant uh, hit on Russell, hit Wilson. On Russell yeah. Wilson. And you would ask yourself, okay, well, while reviewing another play, if you see another infraction take place, shouldn't you be able to. Yeah. Right? Yes, yeah. shouldn't, shouldn't you be able to.
6: It's uh, what I've always felt in the NBA when you don't call a foul on a ball that went out of bounds. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you see the replay and it actually went off the offensive player's leg because he was hacked by the defensive player. If the ref just says, all right, you know, we're keeping it here. You don't get called for a foul, but the team keeps possession. I think that's good, but what ends up happening is it's a it's a double whammy if you want to use press your luck.
7: I, and it, look, I, I'll tell you this, man. We're sitting here, and we're watching the games, and we're having great conversation, and every time I look up at the screen, the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes are just <laughs> – Another one. There's another God. one. Travis, Travis Kelsey.
6: Travis Kelsey on the touchdown reception, which, by the way, would be around third base. For the last time yeah. that we can say that. Oh, uh, oh no, I take that back. This would have been down right field or left field, excuse me. The uh, it, it's the it's the different. The the diamond is in the middle of the field in Oakland, but anyway, on the dirt in the end zone, three touchdown passes. Patrick Mahomes, his seventh straight game on the road with three touchdown passes or more.
7: Who is this guy?
6: Like, w- what is happening right now? <laughs> And in the other two games going on right now, we've got five field goals. Bears up on Broncos, six to three with thirty-six seconds to go. Saints and Rams tied up at three. The Saints playing without Drew Brees, and the Chiefs now up twenty-one to ten with a minute forty-one. I mentioned the first five quarters of the season went great for the Raiders. Quarter number six, not, not so going much so well. Not so much. Kansas City is is being Kansas City against the Silver and Black. He's from Salaam. I'm Dan Bayer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Find Ephraim on Twitter, at Ephraim Salam. I'm at Dan Bayer on Foxes. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next is at the end of an era for one of the NFL's oldest players. We'll talk about that here on Fox Sports Radio.
9: Farmers Insurance knows the difference between a car hitting your bumper and a clown car hitting your bumper. Oh, 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 sorry about that! Because at Farmers we've seen and covered it.
10: We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates, products not available in every state.
9: Second and 17
11: Mahomes. Damian Williams, right halfback, pressure, floating a pass, Kelsey side. over the shoulder, makes the catch in traffic, touchdown, Kansas City, Mahomes, his third touchdown pass.
6: It's Fox Red Zone Radio, he's Eve from Salam. I'm Dan Beyer, that's the Chiefs Radio Network, we can't keep up, because that was the third of now four touchdown passes for Patrick Mahomes, in just the second quarter in Oakland, Patrick Mahomes has 274 yards passing in the second quarter in Oakland. That's the most of any quarterback oh in 11 God, years in the man, league. Is- Chiefs putting it to the Raiders now, 28-10, to 40 seconds to go until halftime. This after the Raiders had a third down with about a minute to go. Couldn't convert on a third and long Chiefs call timeout. 20 seconds later, it's TD number 4 for Patrick Mahomes, who is over the 300-yard mark. And we're not even until halftime yet in Oakland.
7: How do what is go, How do you stop this? Okay, watching Patrick Mahomes play, and we were talking about it earlier. Every time you look up, he's putting points on the board. He's still... Three hundred and thirteen yards, four touchdowns in the first half. We haven't even gotten to the orange slices and the Gatorade yet. <laughs> this is uh, this is amazing. This is crazy. The offense
6: of the other team has to be doing something, right? I mean, you need to you need to hold the ball for two thirds of every quarter, and. Hope that you can make a play on defense. Otherwise, this is what Patrick Mahomes is is going to do to you. It really has to be in concert if you are to to shut him down and to keep him quiet. The worst thing that probably happened to the Raiders today was that they were up 10 nothing. Yeah. I, I mean, all of a sudden, yeah. then it's like, all right, here's the wake-up call. Sense of urgency all, all of a sudden kicked in. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, we saw it. They're up 10 nothing after the first quarter, and now he has almost 300 yards in that second quarter. So... That's what's happening with the Chiefs and Raiders. The Rams and Saints are tied up at three. The Saints, you're going to hear about it all week long, were... They were screwed on a call by the referee on a fumble that was ruled an incomplete pass. It would have been an 88 yard touchdown for Cam Jordan on the return. Instead, the Saints did get possession, but they didn't get the score. They had to punt it back, and now the Rams have gone up 6 3. The Bears lead the Broncos 6 3 at the half in Denver. Great news. There's a quick and easy way you could save money. Switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to geico.com and see how much you could save. The Good news for the Indianapolis Colts was they got a win today again in Tennessee, beating the Titans 19-17. This was a part of the bad news for the Indianapolis Colts today as, well, let's just say it could be the end of an era for one Colts player. Vinatieri on for the important PAT. This one is up, and he missed it! Adam Vinatieri missed it! It clanked off the right upright, and that is the... Third PAT missed
8: for Adam Vinatieri in two games in the second today, and the Colts instead of going up by three in a field goal. It stays at 2. It's
6: 19-17. to A tough day for Adam Vinatieri, even in the Colts' win. You heard the stats on the extra points. He's 1-3 for on field goals this season. To go along with the lack of success with the extra points, where he remains uh, 1-3, for you had Adam Vinatieri after the game saying, quote, you'll hear from me tomorrow. Reporter says, well, tomorrow's the day off. We don't see you. His response is, yeah, you will.
7: End quote. That from Adam Vinatieri. This is the end my only friend the end he's had a great run some memorable moments but it's time to let it go put the put the leg on ice sit back he he cut the beard off right maybe it was the beard Clean-shaven. You do whatever you can. right? right? When you you have the week one that
6: he had, you do whatever you can. He he looks 37
7: instead of 77 without the beard, (laughs) but he did not cut his leg off. And that is the reason why tomorrow he probably will announce his retirement from the National Football League. So in
6: looking back at the last few games again one of 3 on extra points today was one of 2 against the Chargers and missed a a chip shot against the Chargers as well last week was one of 2 in their playoff loss to the Chiefs also missed an extra point I'm talking extra points one of 2 missed an extra point in their wild card win or against the uh the Titans to get into the uh to get into the playoffs the point being is It hasn't been great for Adam Vinatieri. He's the NFL's oldest player, and maybe as tomorrow, now that honor may go to Matt Bryant of the Atlanta Falcons, Tom Brady would move up to number 2, but Adam Vinatieri's career we think is coming to an end, Ephraim, on kicks that aren't, aren't usual misses for field goal kickers. They aren't shanks. They aren't ones that start off online and then just take a direct right turn like some of these kicks are. I mean, they've some of these kicks haven't been close. And it's, it's there. That's when you know, like, okay, maybe you're not hitting the golf ball squarely on the club face. Maybe, maybe you're just got to make a little adjustment here with the swing or posture. This was going everywhere for Adam Vinatieri.
7: Yeah. He's, he's not even, it's like he has his eyes closed, right? And he's, he's trying something new. Let's make it difficult. I'm going to close my eyes on the approach and hope for the best. Look. Father time is undefeated. It's the one thing we know about every sport, about every athlete on the planet Earth. There will come a time where it's time to hang it up. You would just want it to happen without it being an embarrassing moment Mm -hmm. on the the field. Now, as one of the most accurate and and best kickers of all time dealing with this, I, I know it's difficult for him. But it's time. It's time to move on. Obviously, he doesn't have it anymore. Uh, but he had it for over two decades. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, when you look at that career, we are we aren't going to. We talk
6: about it now, and we say, "Oh man, this stinks for him to go out like this." But there, this is going to be forgotten in in a year. This is going to be forgotten, maybe sooner than that, considering how many big kicks he made. I mean, heck two to win super bowls so so that's what's going to that's what's always going to be the story but a heck of a run if it, Adam Vinatieri does call it quits tomorrow i thought antonio brown was going to call it quits Uh, He didn't. He actually played today for the New England Patriots and had quite a day. We will talk about that. He's Ephraim Salam. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Red Zone Radio. Get Ephraim on Twitter, at Ephraim Salam. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. Also today, Drew Brees left their game against the Saints, or against the Rams, excuse me, as the Rams have a 6-3 lead at halftime. Ben Roethlisberger was knocked out of the Steelers game. He's due for an MRI soon. We'll give you an update on that as they lost to the Seahawks. It's all coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio.
2: Brady takes the snap and retreats. He looks
5: left. He fires the back shoulder. Brown! Touchdown, Patriots, inside the near left pylon.
6: Welcome to New England, kid. (laughs) If there was any doubt that the Patriots were going to get Antonio and Brown involved early, they put it to rest right away. Three catches on their first drive, scoring a touchdown later in the game. Patriots roll over the Dolphins, 43 0. That was no surprise. It wasn't a surprise to me, Ephraim, that the Patriots made a conscious effort to get Antonio Brown the football and to do it early to see how it would work out. And now you've got a player on a team that I – Honestly, didn't think that we, he would play a game. I, I I thought that there was going to be something that would come up again, whether it be another helmet issue, whether it be a contract issue, something of the sort. I didn't think that Antonio Brown wanted to play football. As it turns out, I think Antonio Brown, in my opinion, doesn't want to play for a team where he can look bad, and that's why he wanted out of Oakland. He goes to New England and now is considered a savior, which I find absurd and ridiculous. But, the Patriots going to win today over the Dolphins.
7: Well, I don't think he's considered a savior in New England. I think uh, he's that that added piece to really push them over the top as Super Bowl favorites again. And, you know, now with him and, and Josh Gordon coming back and, and, and finding his, his footing and Edelman and those young receivers they have there, now they have a pretty formidable uh, receiving core with one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play.
6: Yeah. Who hasn't, best, yeah. who hasn't
7: shown any signs of aging. So when you, you look at him distributing the ball and, you know, he had – he won, five, six, seven. Seven receivers caught passes. He targeted Antonio Brown early and often, <laughs> got him a touchdown, got him involved that it's it's the patriots
6: way yeah th- this is this is what what bothers me about this because i'm worried about this because i think that last year when we were in the playoffs and we we have a bad taste in our mouth on how saints rams ended in the nfc championship game we see the patriots in the super bowl again sorry super bowl 53 was boring there wasn't a lot of build up to it there wasn't any excitement to it patriots fatigue was a term that was used a lot in those two weeks i don't want the regular season to continue with that maybe the only saving grace and, I, and, and I'm serious when I say this, is that this Patriots team tries to go on an undefeated run because their defense is legit. And now you add that dimension, and Savior may have been too strong of a word, Ephraim, but it has added a dimension to that team that they really haven't had since Randy Moss, that w- that was brought up, of a, of a guy who is a superior player at that position to go along now with the running game I mean the Patriots have everything and that bothers me for the simple (laughs) fact of I just don't know how interesting it's going to be maybe this Kansas City team can go and score against them maybe we're, we're destined for another AFC championship showdown but for them being so good to me, is not good for the National Football League just because it takes a lot of the excitement out of it. Maybe the only thing that would be the saving grace is if they try to go 16-0 and and then try to complete the 19-0, and which they failed to do 12 years ago.
7: I'm I'm all for it. I like greatness. I think when we look in the history of sport, uh, and you look in the 80s and the 49ers and what they were able to do, and you look uh, at the Celtics, and you look at the Lakers, and you look at and all of these other different sports, the 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 Cowboys of the '90s, it was exciting. We just don't like the Patriots because number one, they're habitual uh, line crossers. Uh, number two, that it's not a lot of panache. There's not a lot of you know style. It's just guys we've never heard of making big plays, turning into to to, to huge players, and it's you know it's kind of boring. I just don't know how that's how (laughs) I'm trying to figure
6: out how it's great for the league. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to figure out. And maybe I'm the one that's missing the boat. Maybe somebody else can tell me that their greatness is what's great about the league. And I understand it. And I I respect what they have done and the accomplishments that they have made. But it just gets to be old hat again. If all of a sudden all the Patriots make it. I've always said I never understood Ephraim when people would say, hey, man. Appreciate what the Patriots are doing now. Appreciate what you're watching. Like That's never been it with sports. Like Looking back, there's going to be a 10-part documentary on the Chicago Bulls. When the Bulls were winning titles, I hated the Bulls. I didn't want them to win any of those seasons that they were winning NBA titles. Looking back, you can now say, man, that was crazy. That was some good stuff. We've probably had this discussion about the Warriors. I'm not a fan of it when you're in the midst of it that's what like being a fan is about that's what that's what all of this encompasses and i just don't think that them running over everybody and having the automatic spot the home game and the after the bye and then in, in an afc championship game where i give them credit they win those games and go to super bowls I just don't know where the drama is of that in the National Football League, and I think that it takes the air out of it. And now, seeing how Antonio Brown seamlessly worked into the organization and they reward him with a lot of passes and targets at the start of the game and he gets a touchdown and jumps in the stands and everybody's going nuts, I just don't think I, – I don't know how that's awesome. I don't know how that's great.
7: Just, I didn't like when the Bulls were winning either.
6: Just yeah. FYI, what Okay. <laughs> All right. But there's – I mean, there's, there's a time when we can look back and always appreciate it. And I just don't necessarily think that that's
7: you know is, the case. Is Drew Brees coming back into the the ball game? His thumb is no longer taped, like we saw prior to the half. He comes out of the locker room late. Drew Brees is walking out of the
6: field as the Rams were stopped on their first possession and will be punting it Come back on, to the Orleans. Drew. 6-3 to three early on in the third quarter. Chiefs, by the way, a minute and a half in. They're up 28-10 to 10 on the Raiders. And the Bears and Broncos underway in the second half. Denver trail 6-3, to three, but has the f- football at their own 15-yard line. So now we're going to see if Drew Brees can come on out and play. Ben Roethlisberger was knocked out of today's game against the Seattle Seahawks. Left the game on a pass that he wasn't even hit on. This at least Drew Brees was hit on the pass, and it looks like Teddy Bridgewater is coming back into the game. Ugh, come on, even though Drew Brees is on the sidelines, but you had Roethlisberger's injury today of him not even being being struck by another player. It seemed to be something with the elbow, and then he was done at halftime. That to me is that to me is more concerning yes. than seeing Drew Brees, you know, hitting hands or getting something jammed. Maybe his wrist was jammed. I don't want to speculate, but the point is with Ben of just being like I can't throw the football. That's not good.
7: No, it's not good uh, because that means it's a structural thing. I mean, something is not going on. It's not from contact. It's not from, uh, you know, mm-hmm. hand on the helmet, land it wrong. It's from – it's the things you can't see that scare you the most when it comes to to, to players and, and and athletes because it's so much can go wrong inside that body. When it happens, it's like, oh, no. Did he rupture something in there? Was it a tendon? Was it, you know, just speculation? Yeah, he, when you need an MRI to find out what's wrong, something's wrong. Do you think, he, not do right. you
6: think he got hurt patting himself on the back so much? No. Do you think that that was the reason why? No. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh at that like a former player. Okay, you wouldn't laugh. At, I thought that that was, uh, look, you can see Sam's reaction. He's dying on the other side of the glass. He is laughing hard. You laughed at that as like a former player would. Like, there's some funny to it, but
7: it's not funny. Uh. Just a joke. I like Ben. He was my quarterback last year in fantasy football.
6: <laughs> I'm just saying. Here we go. We get back to Ephraim's fantasy football team. Hey, look, this who fantasy football watching, time. Who are we watching on your team? Just so, so well, the listeners can know. Well, Drew Brees was know. my
7: quarterback. He's okay. gone, I hope he comes back into the game. I also have Alvin Kamara.
6: All right. Okay. So if it's you have if you have Elvin Kamara on your team, listen to the show because you'll be able to tell how he's doing by Ephraim's grunts <laughs> or
7: or his laughs. Who do you have? A, I mean, you're you're playing against uh, Teddy I, Bridgewater. Right? No, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm Patrick uh, Mahomes Patrick Mahomes yeah, right now. So how are you? are not even looking at yours. Huh? I have Kamara
6: as well, and I'm not seeing seeing too much there. So there there are some issues. I think he's the only guy that I have going. Who's to your LA quarterback? Games. Russell Wilson was my quarterback today. He did
7: a good job today. He, yeah, Russell Wilson was. I fine. benched him today. No, for Drew Brees. No, I benched right. him for uh, Lamar Jackson. Oh,
6: that's. I'll I'll say this fantasy wise, you are starting Lamar Jackson every week for the rest of the season. To. Yeah, you, you
7: have to. You can't take this kid off the, off the off the field. It's electric. It's electric what he can do. Seriously.
6: Oof. Even in a in a six point win today, he is. He, he is something else. We touched on when we talked with Brandon Godden earlier of just the, the weapons. I find it funny. The three guys who touch the ball the most in the passing game for the Ravens, all of their names start with M-A-R. Mark Andrews, Mark Ingram, and Marquise Brown. Just a little stat you may want to mark Why wow, you out. really dug in for that one, huh? Well, <laughs> just you saw it on the thing. You saw M, M, and M. It was like, ooh, look at the M's. And, and to put a bow on this. I may have Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown on my fantasy team. Oh. Easy he from Salam. I'm Dan Byer. Bears and Broncos still in a tight one. 6 3. Denver has crossed midfield, but there's about eight minutes to go in the third quarter there. Rams up on the Saints 6 3. Teddy Bridgewater remains in the game for the injured Drew Brees, just underway in the second half. And the Chiefs have that 28 to 10 lead on the Raiders. Kansas City with the football, they are just underway in the second half as Patrick Mahomes threw four touchdown passes, threw for 270-plus yards in the second quarter alone as the Chiefs have scored 28 unanswered. He's e from Salam. I'm Dan pyer This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So, who's the worst 2 0 team in the NFL and who's the best 0 2 team in the NFL? We'll talk about that next year on Fox Sports Radio.
9: At Farmers Insurance, we know there's a crucial difference between a kick drum pedal and your car's accelerator pedal because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it.
5: We are
10: Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, truck fire insurance, exchanges, and affiliates. Products not available in every state. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's 13-year NFL
6: vet. from Salam. I'm Dan Byer. Glad to have you with us. You're on Fox Sports Radio. Joining us now is we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Alex Marvez. Joining us from Sirius XM NFL Radio.
3: Hello, Alex. How are you? I'm doing okay. Better than the, you know Drew Brees at this point. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Hopefully uh, he'll be able to get back out there, but apparently he can't uh, grab a football, and I guess I'm doing a little bit better than Derek Carr as well, who just threw an end zone interception to the Kansas City Chiefs after the Raiders had moved all the way inside the 10. By the
6: way, we force guests here on Red Zone Radio to give the updates when they happen, and so Alex Marvez (laughs) is living up to his uh, end of the deal. I also think you could, if you wanted to fill in the blank, say the Pittsburgh Steelers. Are you doing better than the Pittsburgh Steelers are considering this is now a team that's 0-2 with an injury to their quarterback and an injury to their starting running back as well? How dire are things right now in Pittsburgh after the start of the season?
3: It's pretty dire. I mean, it's it's a talented team, but let's not kid ourselves here. I mean, no Antonio Brown, no Le'Veon Bell. It's not the same thing. And how much confidence do we really have in this defense, you know, in the secondary? I mean, they're just, it's not an impact group. It just seems like a Steelers team that is sort of middling. Like, look, they'll probably end up around 8-8. Eight and eight. You know, maybe nine and seven. I, I you know, but do we really feel confident that this Stillers team can be special with what we've seen after an O and two start? No. And the Ravens already have a two game lead in the division. And the, the crazy part is if the Browns lose to the Jets on Monday night football and go to O and two, Baltimore are the only two and O team. Everyone else in the division 0 and two, they've already got a two game advantage.
7: Let's talk about the Ravens and how electrifying that Lamar Jackson is in his second year starting. I mean, for me, for my money, he's the most exciting quarterback probably outside of Patrick Mahomes that I've seen in a long time.
3: It's really fun to watch, isn't it? Yes. Well, I mean, you know, the Dolphins quarterbacks are fun to watch for different reasons. You know, <laughs> like you never know when an interception and a pick six is coming. Could happen at any time. You know so I mean there's a different type of uh, macabre uh, value to that, but you're right about about you know what we've got going on with lamar Jackson and I'm, see i 'm a big Greg roman fan I, you know we 're friends on a, on a personal level outside of all this. I know what a great coach he is, and he does some things creatively with the offense that keeps teams off balance it 's a different style of attack and i 'm not going to get too heavy into the x's and O's here, but he has found ways to truly emphasize the strengths that this guy has, that, that Lamar Jackson has. And let's give credit to the front office as well. You add a piece like Marquise Hollywood Brown, so you've got your big-time touchdown threat, right? And all those tight ends that, that he has a chance to throw to. And you, you put Mark Ingram in as well, a really solid all-around back. I mean, this is, the, you know, Joe Flacco didn't always have these weapons at his disposal. And I, I will say that. And obviously things didn't work out for Joe, and if Garrett Bowles keeps holding, they're not going to work out for Joe in Denver either. Oh, my God, Garrett Bowles is dreadful today. All that being said, though, Lamar Jackson's been one of the great stories so far, and I believe that he is the first quarterback in NFL history to rush for as many yards as he did today. I think it was 122 in total, and also passed for more than 250 yards. And this league has been around for 100 seasons. Lamar Jackson making history.
6: Alex Marvez of SiriusXM NFL Radio joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Ephraim Salam. I'm Dan Bayer Get Alex on Twitter, at Alex Marvez. Why don't more teams do what the Ravens are doing? And that is of... I, I mean, you look at the Dolphins, for example. We just think that they're tanking to get a quarterback. Why aren't other teams trying to maybe construct an offense when everybody is going one way with their offense? The Ravens seem to be going a different way. Why don't more teams do what the Ravens are doing?
3: Well, maybe they'll start to. And you they know, should it, right? I mean, it, it's interesting, and, and you know. But then again, how, how many talents are out there at quarterback? Like Lamar Jackson. I mean the guy's pretty good, right? I mean, we've seen him develop as a thrower. He put in the work this off season. He's become a better passer, you know, and, and been able to adapt to some aspects of the pro game. He's not look, he's not a finished product quite yet. And, you know, you look at the teams that they played in the Miami Dolphins and Arizona Cardinals, I mean, these guys aren't exactly, you know, we're not going to be talking about them meeting in Super Bowl 54, if you understand what I'm saying. So I'm not not totally ready to jump on this Baltimore Ravens bandwagon quite yet, based upon the level of competition that they've played. But, but it's been fun to watch. And you may start to see some changes in the way that NFL teams do If Another team has success. Look, copycat league, right? How many teams now do RPOs and things like that that, you know, take advantage of their quarterback's athleticism? But, you know, in the case of Lamar Jackson, too, though, we don't know if he can sustain all this running over a 16-game season. Is he going to be, you know, start to get beat up a little bit? Is he going to affect his play? I mean, that's where the Ravens have to be judicious. You want to have that. You want to be able to strike that that good balance where he's able to still be a running threat, but you also don't to expose him to the big hits that could sideline him or even truncate his NFL career, a la maybe a Cam Newton, where we might have seen his best days.
7: Yeah, I, it's hard watching Cam play football. I can tell you that. Well, let's talk about the Colts and the surprise. Uh, that are these Indianapolis Colts with uh the world coming to an end when Andrew Luck retired uh in uh training camp. Uh they're they're playing extremely well. We know they're good. They have a good young team. They're going to play hard. They lost to the Chargers last week by a, 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 you know, it was a, they were in that game uh and then you see them come out and you you play against the Titans team that I had picked to win that division and they're just there. Jacoby Jesse is Is driving that ship. What do you expect from them uh, this season?
3: Well, you know, one thing with the Colts and the Titans, you know, Ephraim. You know, you ever have? uh, um, You know, you've seen it in, in, you know, as an NFL fan and as a media member now, and as a player. You ever have one team have another team's number because it sure seems that way with the Colts and the Titans, right? Indianapolis has now won eighteen of the past twenty-one against Tennessee. I mean, that's a that's a lot. Of success against that team. So whatever they got going on in Indianapolis against the Titans, you know, other teams would love to be able to bottle that up as well and have that type of success. But kudos to them and they did it today without obviously with Adam Venateri struggling. And you know, really curious uh statement made by Adam Venateri to Stephen Holder of the Athletic when he was getting on the bus and, you know, Venateri declined, I guess, comment on, on what was going on with him and he said he'd talk to you tomorrow. And Stephen pointed out, well, We don't have media access tomorrow, and and Vinatieri basically said, well, I'm talking anyway. So the question is, is there some sort of announcement? Is Adam Vinatieri going to call it a career, potentially, and just say, hey, enough is enough. I don't want to hurt this team anymore. I'm not at 100%. I'm just, you know, and, and just say that's it for him. Or is it maybe just he'll talk about his performance, something that we have to watch because, you know, again, the Colts, a team that has been so close, you know, you could see it. They're going to be in a lot of close games. This isn't a team, I think, that has the ability to truly dominate, like maybe if Andrew Luck were playing until Jacoby Brissett proves it on a consistent basis. Kicking is going to be important. It cost them against the Chargers. They weathered the storm today, though, against the Titans that came crashing back to earth after that big 30-point victory in week one against Cleveland.
6: Uh, Patrick Mahomes has just thrown a touchdown pass that may be called back because of a flag. We will have to see it. That looks like the uh-oh, case it would have been number five on the day should let you know that david montgomery punched it in from one yard out bears now lead the broncos 13 to 3 nearing the end of the third quarter in that one in denver alex marvez joining us here on fox sports red zone radio he's he from salam i'm dan buyer so alex i don't want to pigeonhole you with the question but i'm going to anyway patriots <laughs> bills ravens cowboys packers niners seahawks who's the worst 2-0 team in the nfl
3: San Francisco, probably, and I just say that based upon quality of opponent. I want to see them do some things, you know, against better opposition as time goes along. And now that Joe Staley suffered that, you know, that leg injury that's going to sideline him, six to eight weeks, he, you know, got leg whipped and basically, you know, caused a hairline fracture in, in his lower leg bone. You know, I just, I'm not totally sold on San Francisco as a great team, uh, you know, but that being said, they are 2-0, and, you know, you like, you like the way they look today. I mean against the, against the Bengals who mm-hmm. are back to being the Bengals, but I, look, the, the, you know, I, I just don't put them in the same category as the Rams or as the Seahawks. But they are a better team, no question, than they were in 2018.
7: I tell you this, I mean, they put up 72 points in two weeks. I say what you <laughs> say yeah. what you want about the, the the teams they're playing against. It's hard to score 72 points in two weeks against anybody in the NFL unless well, the it's Miami every I mean, the, week.
3: Right, and Ephraim, look, the running game that they have going right now with Matt Burida is really impressive. I mean, wait till Tevin Coleman gets back out there. On the field, I'm with you on that. There's no question the defense has been improved based upon the talent infusion that they've put in, and and you know Nick Bosa has been a real nice addition to this team. But you know again, I just I, I just want to see them. I, I you know, sell l- me when they're a little bit uh, get get a little bit better opposition, if you know what I mean? Because the Bengals are still the Bengals, and that Tampa Bay performance really, I mean, you know, if it weren't for Jake, you know the the Buccaneers self destructing in that one. I think they would have won that game, but, you know, when you throw all the interceptions that Jameis Winston did in that game and commit about 11 penalties in week one, you're not going to get it
6: done. Each week I try to pick a a never-going-to-be-a-Super Bowl matchup because AFC versus NFC, like – this week it was Chargers Lions. We're never ever going to see the Chargers <laughs> face the Lions in the Super Bowl. It's just not going to happen. But there's a generation out there that would never believe that the Niners and Bengals not only played in one but two Super Bowls. So so that was that was a a flashback to today of seeing Niners Bengals being like. Wow, this used to be the you, thing, you know, like this was a thing at one point and it uh, it isn't anymore. I'll wrap up with this one. Last one for me, Alex. Uh, Antonio Brown targeted early and often with New England uh, scores. I know it's the Dolphins, but now with Antonio Brown in the fold and seemingly in the mix, uh, is there any more uh, any more superlatives that we can place on the Patriots after today's efforts?
3: Uh, I mean, you know, Leah, was well, Stephen Guskowski, he was lousy. Oh, okay, so, <laughs> you know, t- so we'll yeah, go ahead. We can do we'll do that. We'll, All right, we'll, we'll find something. Belichick will find a way to call some people out. Forty-three, nothing in in this one. But no, they they You know, and this could be a very special Patriots team, especially you know when you look at the direct of this division. I mean, for example, too, the schedule. I, I mean, it, it's just so favorable. And I'm not, I'm not. It's not their fault. I mean, it's not like they're the ones booking opponents, right? Are they,
7: they, though? To- I mean, it seems to, <laughs> seems a bit fishy that they can start the season like they're starting. Uh, Isn't it amazing?
3: And how about this? They get the Jets next week without Sam Darnold. Oh, and then two weeks after that game or three weeks after that game, they get the Jets again (laughs) and probably still no Sam Darnold. I I mean, they, you know, look, the the team, the only one that's going to stop the Pats in the AFC East that has a chance is Buffalo. And and I think Buffalo probably a year away from truly being a top contender, uh, you know, to to legitimately challenge them. We'll find out week four that game's going to be at Buffalo. I mean, it's almost a gimme to me for the Patriots against the Jets in week three. Uh, You know, because, again, it's it's Trevor Simeon against the Bill Belichick defense. But what I love about this group that they got going on is a fantastic secondary, and the offense has so many different ways it can beat you now. You know, with with the change of wide receiver, think about where we were with the Pats at the wide receiver and tight end positions before the preseason began and where we are now following the return of Josh Gordon, the acquisition of Antonio Brown. The one area, though, that can concern you is the offensive line, where the injuries continue to mount. Isaiah Wynn leaves the game with a foot injury. Marcus Cannon didn't play today. He's banged up. They don't have a lot of veteran depth. Joe Tooney left the game with an injury. At some point, they will play a team with a really good front, and if those guys aren't healthy, yeah, someone has a chance to knock off the Pats, but can we already book our reservations to Foxborough for the second-round playoff game? Oh, man, I know. I hate
6: it. I hate it. I like drama, Alex. I I don't <laughs> I don't like things being given. I, I don't like it at all. Hey, we appreciate the coverage from week two. We'll do it again in week three.
3: Fantastic. Thank you, gentlemen.
6: He's even from Salam. I'm Dan Byer. That's Alex Marvez that you can hear on Sirius XM NFL Radio and find him on Twitter at Alex Marvez. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios and a team we always talk about we aren't talking about today. We'll tell you why after David Gascon gives us the latest of what's happening in these late games in week two in the NFL. I want to go home. Hey, hey, the 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 Hardman touchdown was called back. Uh, you know There's what? A great relief to that when you bench a guy and then you see them score, but then you're like, doesn't oh, okay, count. doesn't it's count. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, a, a sense of relief, a sigh of relief.
13: I, I forgot to mention to you when when we talked about this prior to the show. I also have DK Metcalf. Oh, all right. And uh, he's on my bench.
7: (laughs) Oh, my God. Who did you start?
13: Um, Well, I had to start Chris Carson at running back. I had to start Marlon Mack because he tore up the Chargers last week. But I also had Connor, Adam Thielen, and Devontae Adams. Adams oh, yeah. didn't get into the end zone. Carson fumbled yeah, it twice.
6: I, I'm, you know, that's the thing. It's, there are plays that you can make every week, but you've got to stick with Thielen and Adams. And I'm telling anybody, you can't, yeah. you start messing up, messing with the matchups with your top guys, you're going to get burned way too often.
13: I mean, I, I'm getting beat for a couple different reasons, but I think the biggest one is I don't play in a fair play league, so our touchdowns get six points per passing touchdown. Mm. And, I have Jared Goff as my starting quarterback.
4: And and the guy on my bench
13: is on my IR because he's got mono. So I'm I'm effed either way.
6: Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Dave. Uh-oh. Oh, Oh,
13: boy. It was a run. Yeah. (laughs) Uh. Ty Gurley punches one in from a couple yards out, head first for the LA Rams. And believe it or not, we have our first touchdown of that ball game. Right now, pending a PAT, L.A. leads, New Orleans 12-6. to You guys are just joining us. Drew Brees is not in this ballgame. Injured right thumb. He has been knocked out. Teddy Bridgewater is calling the shots. So that's one game. Chiefs, though, and Raiders going at it from Oakland.
11: Damian Williams to the left of Mahomes. Takes the snap right at his belt. Turns the right hip now he's going to gun it long he wants demarcus robinson coming back to the ball he's got it in the end zone
12: touchdown
11: kansas city demarcus robinson it's his turn to have the game of his life and the chiefs have four consecutive touchdowns and mahomes is a human acetylene torch see this is the
13: one good thing that you can get and if you're a fantasy owner you start the season off 0 and two you get waiver wire priority if you suck real bad.
7: <laughs> that's true. So, silver linings,
2: that's silver right. linings and
13: everything. So Robinson on the day six receptions for one seventy two and two scores. Kansas City leads Oakland twenty eight to ten right now. Bears lead the Broncos thirteen to three. David Montgomery not doing a whole lot but did score sixteen. Carries, 56 yards in the one TD. Patriots big today by 43 points. San Francisco also won today. Cowboys, 10-point winners over the Washington Redskins. Colts, they go on the road to beat the Titans 19-17. Jacoby Brissett, three touchdowns in that one. Chargers were road favorites, big road favorites, and choked at Detroit today, 13-10. to uh, 10. Back to Dan Byrony from Salam in just 10 seconds. First a word from Farmers.
9: At Farmers Insurance, we know there's a crucial difference between a kick drum pedal and your car's accelerator pedal. Because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it.
10: We are farmers. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchange and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
13: Man,
9: that that was a shot by the way.
6: Uh, at Gavin Kinzel, our executive producer, there is no doubt. <laughs> Can we get another update on the
5: Broncos score?
6: <laughs> uh, uh, the AFC West rivals that we have here in the studio Dave being a Broncos fan, Gavin being a Chargers fan. You get the you get this from time to time, so <laughs> I, I you could even you could even hear E from Dave say it out of the side of his mouth. That's like he knew that he was taking a <laughs> shot at Gavin with it,
2: right?
13: Come on, Dave. good thing
2: it's, is we only work every Sunday together. It's, uh, <laughs>
13: it's it's all I got going for me this football
7: season. Oh, <laughs> well, it's been one of those days. It's so, so early, man. We got time. Oh, no, man. here's the deal. This we is got time. Football, time. football <laughs> <For> fans <laughs> wait
6: so long because the offseason is so long. And then when you finally get it and it doesn't go your way, it's Immediately. Awful. Yeah, it's awful. It's awful. How many people retweet their preseason picks after Week One when they get them right? Oh, tons all the time. Told you, you you'll see. <laughs> you know, told you the Bengals weren't going to be that bad. You like that's what you you hear stuff like that after Week One. Told you this, told you that, and look what ends up happening in Week Two. People it just it happens. You wait so long for it, you just you get so excited, and
7: you got to wait to at least the first quarter of the season is over after the first four games. Then you can go in for your assessments and. And, and and be hard on yourself or not, but not in week two. But I think it's more the fantasy football because that's the investment part with the money.
6: Here's the other thing: the midway point of the fantasy football season comes quick because yeah. you don't play all seventeen weeks, right. right? And you have the playoffs, so really your midway point is usually week seven is usually the 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 telltale sign, and yeah, it comes up quick. It does. I all, you,
7: all you got to do is get into the playoffs; anything can happen. I was eleven and two in the regular oh season last year. <laughs> Eleven and two. I mean, I was steam spend- I I lost the first game and then won ten in a row. We spend more time talking about your fantasy team than any of these teams on the on the
6: screen. Be- no one but-
7: cares about <laughs> the Bears. I it's thirteen to three. The Bears win I mean, they're basically throwing the ball back and forth to each other. It's thirteen to six over here, and then Patrick Mahomes is uh, Jesus and cleats. The, the Raiders turned it all, uh turned the ball over. Derek
6: Carr was picked off. So the Chiefs have the ball near second base at the uh nearing the end of the third quarter. That's what we've got with uh and Drew Brees is still on the sideline for the Go in the locker room, Drew. For the New Orleans Saints. Here's the thing I don't I have no problem with Drew Brees being there, helping out. But I think like Ben Roethlisberger today, take the pads off. Yeah, you know, like just—I mean, unless unless you are not hurt enough, where you're well, going to be the emergency quarterback. Well,
7: he's done that before. He did that last year. I know because he was my quarterback, <laughs> <laughs> and he decided to take the third uh, quarter off in a game, and then came back in. In the fourth quarter, and I was like, Well, why would you do that? Why would you take a quarter off?
6: Well, I I will say this. Teddy Bridgewater almost had his pads taken off by Clay Matthews coming around the edge as the Saints linebacker is oh, sacked God. the or the Rams linebacker is sacked the Saints quarterback. Almost a turnover as well, but the Saints were able to recover the fumble. That would have been tough in a game that has been uh tough to watch yes. considering we thought we would have two high profile offenses going up and down the field that has been anything but rams lead 13 to 6 with 4 minutes to go in the third quarter i find it amazing that the dallas cowboys aren't even talked about today like be- because now it's become this is this is normal operations for the dallas cowboys for a team that Came out. Washington scores early. Then Dak Prescott just ends up turning it, turning it on. Cowboys improved to two and zero, taking Carroll Washington by ten points today. And it's just to me, it's it's surprising just to see how the Cowboys aren't a story because of how good they play and how well they play. I mean, to see what Dak has done again, Ezekiel Elliott another hundred yard game. I know it's Washington, and we pointed to these three games for Dallas to start out the season. But with a report earlier today that the contract talks between Dak and the Cowboys have stalled, they don't seem to be missing any beats with all of these off-field conversations. No,
7: and and that's just the nature of the beast there. They're always going to be in the news, good or bad. Uh, I commend Dak Prescott by going out and just bawling, just yeah. bawling. Look, look, the money is going to be on the table. It's going to be there, right? This is your final year. You'll be a free agent if they don't get a deal done. It'll be a franchise tech. No matter what, the money's going to be there. So just go out and do what you do best. That's play and win football games. And he's had a tremendous start to this season so far these last two weeks.
6: Dak Prescott today was 26 of 30 against the Washington Redskins. 269 yards, three touchdowns. Also was efficient on the ground last week. He just threw... Seven interceptions, or seven incompletions. Excuse me, against the Giants, that would be a lot. If that would have been a story, if he threw seven interceptions, you mean Nathan Peterman? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Holden okay. Peterman. By the way, I got to get my coffee from you yet. Maybe in a couple of weeks. Dak Prescott five carries, sixty nine yards. I mean, it's just it's business as usual with everything that's going on in the NFL. We seem to talk about the Cowboys six days a week, except on the days that they go out and run over their opponents and they're two and zero. They rivaling what the Patriots have done. To me, the most impressive two uh, 0 team. Granted, you're also looking at the competition that they played Giants and Redskins early, but they haven't been they haven't been affected at all by the nonsense that goes on in the uh, here on the network that we talk about, right? Because <laughs> I mean, it's Cowboys, yeah. Cowboys. What's Dak going to do to Dak earn his paycheck last week? This, that, and so much more. He's from Salaam. I'm Dan Bayer, company live for the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico or call 800-947-AUTO, geico.com, that is. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Get E from on Twitter, at from Salam. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox. Rams have the ball, up 13-6 to on the Saints, 320 to go in that one. The Bears have a 13-6 lead on the Broncos. 1337 left to go in that game as Denver has added a field goal and at the end of three it's the Chiefs 28 Raiders 10. coming up next to go for the win in Houston did the Jaguars make the right call or an awfully bad one we'll talk about it next year on Fox Sports radio
0: you can ram it all day and ram it all night.
9: Farmers Insurance knows the difference between a car hitting your bumper and a clown car hitting your bumper. Oh, sorry about that! Because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it. We
5: are farmers. Bum, 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 bum.
10: Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchange and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
11: Goff stands up. He throws the slant. It's plucked out of the air by Brandon Cooks. Underneath the goalpost. How did he catch that fastball
6: from Jared Goff? Rams up 20-6 to now on the Saints during the end of the third quarter. And if the Saints are going to have to come back, if they're going to come back, it's going to be on the shoulders of Teddy Bridgewater. In for the injured Drew Brees, who left in the first quarter with an apparent arm injury. Again, that one nearing the third. Rams up 14. Call on the Rams radio network. He's from Salam. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Bunch of close games in the NFL. Close one right now in Denver. Bears up on the Broncos 13-6. About 10 minutes to go, but Denver does have the ball trying to drive for the tying score. Chiefs up on the Raiders 28-10 in the fourth quarter there. Closest to fall the games today, Ephraim, actually happened in your old stopping grounds of Houston as the Texans and Jaguars... We're playing, and in a game where the Jaguars pulled within one, they decided to go for two with 30 seconds left. From the two-yard line, Minshew with the gun, three receivers left. Handoff, Fournette, running left, and he stopped. Justin Reed got
11: in there. The D stiffens on the two-point conversion try. The Texans have the lead,
6: 13-12 with 30 seconds left. Doug Marone goes for the win on the Texans radio network with the call, and they fail to get it, so the Jaguars are 0-2, choosing to go for two instead of the tie on the road in Houston today. Is that the call you make if you are Doug Marone and your team is on the road giving Gardner Minshew his first career start?
7: Yeah, given the time left in the game, you have Minshew, you're a backup quarterback doing all he can. You don't want to go into overtime. Right, You don't want to go into overtime. You don't want to prolong this. I understand what he was trying to do. You're on the road. You try to get a win. Try to get out of there. It's not enough time on, on the clock, hopefully, for them to drive down the field, get some points. So I, I definitely understand um, why he decided to do that, even though your defense was playing well that day. It just, with the backup quarterback – the situation on the road, you go for the win and try to get out of there.
6: Yeah, that's the that's the tough part for me because I see their defense that did a decent job on Deshaun Watson all day long. And if you got into an overtime situation, maybe you get that stop if the Texans even win the coin toss and you've seemed to have kept them in check. I get everything that comes with it, and it just I go back to the fact of, and I don't think that Gardner Minshew made a bad choice, but it is. Do you feel stronger with your defense making a play to help you win, or do you feel stronger with your offense making a play? What? And I think with the Jaguars, it should be their defense, but they chose their offense to make that play, and in the end it came to bite them today as their own.
7: And, and it also depends on field position. I mean, you're on the two-yard line. You would think you can score sure. a touchdown or a two-point conversion because it's like being – it's like – you know the mindset of, 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 being down by six, and you have the ball on the two-yard line, you go for it. You, I mean, this this is it. Yeah. This is the game. It's the same mentality. This is the game. We scored. Let's get a two-point conversion. Put us up by one. It's over. We can ride off into the sunset. You try it. It didn't. It it failed. Think about a couple of years ago when uh, Jack Del Rio was in Oakland and they went down to the Saints and. They went for two to end that game, right? It galvanized that team. It it boosted that team. They had a lot of momentum moving forward. And those are the type of things you want. You know, you got a team that's being led by a backup guy no one on the planet Earth had ever heard of, right? Mm -hmm. They're fighting. They're battling. They're fighting. And you want to, you know, kind of inject some some belief and some faith in them. So you put that on the line. You say, hey, look, I believe in you guys. Let's go out here and get it done. It didn't work. They got a lot to to, to build off of. So, wow, Drew Brees just went to try to pick up a, a, a football and it just flopped out of his hand. So.
6: There is there is something wrong, which looks like it's it's the wrist or thumb area. That's what's heavily taped. As the Saints continue to trail the Rams twenty to six, the Saints facing a second and eighteen. Want to let you know what's happening in Denver as well as the Broncos are driving down seven. They just got into the red zone. About seven and a half minutes to go, but it's a thirteen to six Bears lead on the Broncos. Those are the two games that are on Fox right now. Bears Broncos a little bit more competitive than Rams Saints is you know, the Saints offense. It was going to be a game that we thought was have more fireworks. I don't mean to to knock Teddy Bridgewater of what's happening, but I'm not sure even if Drew Brees is in this game, the way that things are playing out, that it would have been the game that we thought coming in. This seems not like it. Even the NFC Championship game wasn't a clean game at all between these two teams. It wasn't a 41-38 game. It seems that we've kind of... You know these two teams are are good matchups with each other, and it's not going to be as easy for either offense.
7: No, it's um, it, it is definitely, you know, if Drew Brees is playing, it's a, probably a little bit more fireworks. But this is a defensive battle; these guys are fighting. Uh, we know the history between these two, mm-hmm. these two teams, so neither wants to give an inch, and they all want to prove a point. Uh, Teddy has them driving right now. Right now, the, the the Rams are up in the fourth quarter, twenty to six. We'll see how this thing shakes out easy e from Salam I'm Dan Byer again
6: Bears up on the Broncos 13 to 6. it looked like the Broncos were about to get inside the 10 but a holding call is going to pull them back they're down seven to the Bears again as we get closer and closer to the end of that one in Denver 640 to go in counting now in a first and 14. easy e from Salam I'm Dan Bayer Saints are driving but is it too little too late we'll tell you it's all coming up next year on Fox Red Zone radio here on Fox Sports radio Like it or not, quarterbacks are always the story of the National Football League, and Week 2 is no different. Good, bad, and otherwise, there are tons of stories involving the signal callers, including a couple happening in the games right now. The Saints have put points on the board, 20-9, to though the Rams continue to lead, about 11 minutes to go. Sean Payton facing a 4th-and-10, opts to kick a field goal with Will Lutz at that point. Still a two-score game. We just got done talking about ten minutes or so ago about Doug Marrone's decision to go for two in Houston. Is, is is that the right call by Sean Payton? Is it the distance that dictates them forcing to kick the field goal because the Rams still have a double-digit lead? Now there's eleven minutes and they won't have the football.
7: But I think it's the amount of time left. Okay, All right. So you want to you don't want to come out with that much time left empty-handed. You got to get something on the board. You got a backup quarterback in struggling moving the ball, you're on the road, get some points, get that momentum to shift a little bit. Hopefully your defense get a little extra rest. You go out, you get a stop, you get the ball back, now you got action.
6: And the Rams probably won't be urgent to uh, to do anything right now, but you're hoping that and the Saints defense really in this this game is, is going to be remembered for two things, the Drew Brees injury and then the turnover that was was not allowed, a turnover, a scoop and score from Cam Jordan of the Saints that was returned for a touchdown, but then the play was ruled an incomplete pass. After further review, it was declared a fumble, but the rules only allow the officials to give the Saints possession and not the recovery of the fumble and the yards that they got and the score that they got, so it ended up being no points. But This is a, a, a tough Tough one for the Saints because not only did they lose that play, they've lost their quarterback. Uh, Speaking of quarterback play, this just happened a little while ago in Denver.
1: Shotgun snap. Flacco quickly gets rid of the football. And it's intercepted on the far side.
11: Intercepted by Kyle Fuller. Bears take over. What a defensive play.
6: As the Broncos were inside the five-yard line on a third and goal, Joe Flacco picked off there on the Bears radio network. Chicago continues to lead it. 13 to 6 that's tough like those those are plays when you're trying to make a fan base believe in you that can that that immediately wipe out any goodwill and i don't know if joe flacco has any goodwill with the denver broncos right now considering how the season has started
7: yeah and i mean it's a one score game you look at our closest game is you're in the red zone you're in prime position to not only score but take the lead in the game in the fourth quarter with under seven minutes to go, and a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, Super Bowl MVP, well, not Super Bowl MVP, but Super Bowl-winning quarterback, you come down and you make a rookie mistake. You throw a pick, and it kind of lets the air out of the stadium because, you know, you figure, hey, Joe Flacco was brought here for this reason. A lot of pressure. They said it last week, beginning of the season. All the pressure's on Joe Flacco. We're going to go as far as he can carry us. And if that's where he's carrying you, then you're not going to go very far. And, yeah, the Denver Broncos fans are amazing fans, and they will jump right off of your back. And onto your throat.
6: There are plays that you can understand of somebody making a magnificent play. The throw that Joe Flacco made that was picked off on the third and goal play was an awful throw. It was a throw that was too high. You can't throw it. You you can't turn it over there. We just talked about the Saints kicking a field goal when they're down double digits. The Broncos are in, within one possession, and there were seven minutes to go in the, in the game where two defenses have just been battling. You at least have to leave there with three because if you get the ball back, which they are likely to do now after a third down stop. So the Bears will be punting it back to the Broncos. You now would have been up 13 to 9 if you don't turn it over with 3 minutes left and an opportunity to win the game. It's just it's absolutely crushing and there are moments that the the reality perception versus reality in the NFL is really should be reality versus reality because whatever the perception is about you usually is the case in how you're going to be treated. And this pass by Joe Flacco is just one that I don't think warms any of the hearts in Denver. And considering you lose on a Monday night to the Raiders in a game that you would expect to go and win to have another output like this where your team has only scored six points, the future of Joe Flacco in Denver doesn't look great right now. Just it's, it's not pretty at all.
7: Yeah, they're struggling with that quarterback position in Denver. And they uh they got lucky by having half a uh Peyton Manning that second year come in and 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 get them that Super Bowl, but it, it's just um a lot of missed evaluation and I see what they're trying to do. They're, they 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 want to go older. They want to try to use that formula of uh after missing on several draft picks. Uh, the formula of bringing an older guy in and, and maybe squeezing uh, a year or two out of them. But uh, it, it's difficult. It's tough. I just, it takes the, it. it's easy to be like, we
6: just went out and got this guy. Uh-oh, we got a big play in LA. Cooper Cup has just scored on a long pass from Jared Goff. The Rams basically putting this one to bed. This one covered quite a distance. Yes. The Cooper uh, Cup. All right, keep on playing it. Rams are in the end zone. How long is that? What do we got? We got the five second, four seconds. The the Rams just rammed it. I think it's going to be about a. Th- 67 yard touchdown pass and catch, but Cooper Cup, the one doing a majority of the work, catching the seven yard slant, and then doing the rest of the work, breaking tackles along the way. This is also a Saints team that's trying to strip the ball and nobody's tackling. Anyway, it ends up, and it's likely the icing on the cake is the Rams are going to beat the Saints again, it looks like, thanks to the big play of that Rams offense.
7: Yeah, Jeez. and, you know, they have this game handily. Uh, in hand, Todd Gurley wasn't even playing the last few series it's uh, you know it it takes a lot of steam out of you. you lose your quarterback this is a game you wanted to win because of how last season ended for you and you come out and although it's on the road you just don't get the results you want and it, it's going to be difficult especially moving forward if Drew Brees can't go
6: Now, the Rams are a team that's coming off of a Super Bowl defeat. The Saints are coming off of a defeat to the Rams in the NFC Championship game. You are a member of a Falcons team that goes to the Super Bowl. And I've always thought, Ephraim, that when you go to a Super Bowl, maybe the toughest thing next year is that you can't immediately go back and right your wrong. Like, you have to go through the entire grind of the whole season. You look at what's facing the New Orleans Saints right now. a, a I don't want to say a lucky victory last week, but they had to have some things go their way in that game to pull out a victory. You're going to lose in L.A. You've lost Drew Brees. Now you've got games in Seattle and against the Cowboys in the next two weeks. I, I mean, how much, how difficult is this going to be, let alone if Drew Brees is missing any time to deal with everything that they have gone through or are going to have to go through to try to right last year's wrongs. Well, it's
7: kind of, it's extremely difficult because what happens is you find yourself in a position where if Drew Brees isn't available and you have those two tough games, you lose those. Now you're looking at yourself at one and three and, you know, depending on whatever the prognosis is for Drew Brees' return, if he even returns, despair Right now, that, that that blown call weighs even more from last year because that opportunity was stripped from you and you're seeing the opportunity of writing that this year being stripped away due to injury.
6: The uh, Saints are going to have some work to do. So are the Broncos, who got the ball back. 2.31 to go. They trail the Bears by 7 and Denver has the ball about midfield, facing a third and 10. Actually, they're at the Bears' 43 yard line as Joe Flacco has been pressured all day and almost just threw another interception. Is so that Leonard Floyd dropping back in the coverage that almost had a pick of Joe Flacco? So now the Broncos, who only have one timeout, are going to be facing a fourth and 10 from the Chicago 43 yard line and down seven points. And heck, you've got you got Emmanuel Sanders on that team. You've got a Cortland Sutton on that team. It seems that Joe Flacco likes to check down a lot to Philip Lindsay, but there just there aren't a lot of a lot of places that Joe Flacco can go with the ball. Let alone Joe Flacco, I guess being Joe Flacco. There's a, a big fourth down coming up.
7: Yeah, huge fourth down, and I mean, we're gonna see. They brought you in for leadership. They brought you in for. Uh, Your ability to lead a team, win big games. This is a big game, although it's week two. You need this game. You don't want to start the season 0-2. Both of these teams are fighting to not start 0-2 and it's a one possession game. It's that. With two minutes and 25 seconds left, you're down by seven points. It's a one possession game. You gotta do this.
6: Need to correct ourselves. Clean something up. The Cooper Cup touchdown has not been ruled a touchdown. He is now down just short of the goal line. They're going to say when he was tackled at the goal line, he did not get across, so they take the touchdown off the board, but the Rams have it first and goal, up 20 to 9 on the Saints with under nine minutes to go. And for fantasy purposes, Malcolm Brown's the running back in the backfield for L.A. And not Todd Gurley. It doesn't matter because it appears Jared Goff just snuck in a one-yard touchdown run. So the Rams do score. Goff, instead of the touchdown pass, gets a touchdown run.
1: He,
0: he, he, he.
7: Throws the throws the ball into the stands and it they try <laughs> It, was, it wasn't batted, exactly a
6: Lambeau that didn't, didn't catch it.
7: Batted back out onto the field of play where he had to re-scoop it and throw it back up there.
6: The Chiefs are handedly up on the Raiders 28-10. to 10. Two minutes to go, third and three, and the Chiefs are throwing the football. Hey, why not? I just don't care. Why not? Patrick Mahomes over the 400-yard mark today. For the Chiefs, in fact, had a good portion of that in the second quarter where he amassed more than 270 yards. His line on the day, 29 of 43, 438 yards and four touchdowns for the Chiefs quarterback as they look to run out the clock. The 4th and 10 is coming up for the Bears and Broncos. What's interesting is the Broncos had to call a timeout, their last one on 4th and 10. If they didn't get it here, they still could have gotten a stop with their timeouts. And had the ball back with plenty of time, but now they're not going to have to do that on fourth and ten. Joe Flacco has gotten a first down to Cortland Sutton. The forward progress will give him a first down just past the first down line. So the Broncos are going to go to the two-minute warning with a first and ten at about the Bears'
7: thirty-two-yard line. You got action. You still got time. It's time to step up, lead this team. If you want to, if you want, you go to a new team and you want to solidify yourself and start your your career over at a new place. These are the moments that you need to capitalize in. That's it, the bottom line. No one cares about anything you've done prior to coming here. It's what can you do right now in this moment. It is the best
6: way to erase that interception that he just threw on the last possession at the two yard line that could have had Denver take the go ahead play again, Drew Brees hasn't played most of the day knocked out with a hand injury. You saw the clip. I missed it where he tried to grab a football for the Saints and just couldn't even grab the football at that point,
7: yeah, it, it it's probably uh it looked they have his thumb taped on the sideline, so maybe some ligament damage. Maybe I don't think it's broken if they if it was, they may have casted it already just to get that healing process to go. Um, So we'll see. We'll find out tomorrow morning. I know that. Rams up 27-9 to nine on the Saints 837 to go. Again a
6: first down at the 2-minute warning for the Broncos. They're at the Bears 32-yard line down by 7 on the Chiefs looking to run out the clock up 18 on the Oakland Raiders. He's e from Salama I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Coming up we'll give you the top 5 storylines from week 2 in the National Football League. Plus who really isn't that good that we think is good. That's Coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio.
9: Farmers Insurance knows the difference between a car hitting your bumper and a clown car hitting your bumper. Oh, 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 sorry about that! Because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it. We
5: are
10: Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
6: Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's from Salam. I'm Dan Bayer, and we have a touchdown review in Denver. Maybe Joe Flacco is elite after all. The Broncos were facing a fourth and three. He converted with Cortland Sutton on a pass and catch. And now Joe Flacco has just thrown a touchdown pass to Emmanuel Sanders in the back of the end zone. Not only did he get two feet, Ephraim, I think he got a knee down as well. Denver needs an extra point or a two point. Conversion to take the lead, extra point to tie. What Looks would you like do? Going,
7: I would go for the extra point. Uh, we are at home.
6: All right, baby.
7: They're, here we go. They're going for two.
6: Broncos going for two. Here on Fox Sports Radio, they are down one after the touchdown pass to Emmanuel Sanders, and now we have a delay of game. Now they're going for one on the.
7: <laughs> Goofy.
6: How this is a Joe Flacco game, like in a nutshell. Like this is Joe Flacco's career because it is an atrocious interception earlier in the fourth quarter where they were inside the five yard line. He throws the ball too high. Bears pick it off only to redeem himself by driving his team down with an amazing pass to Emmanuel Sanders, who made a great catch, and then as they're just about to go for two in the big moment, delay of game, and now they are forced to kick the (laughs) extra point with Brandon McManus. Ah. Now, this is... Good old Flacco. Well, this is is the issue, and this actually happened earlier today. So Brandon McManus is going to come in. It is in Denver. They're kicking this. Is this from the 38-yard line because of the five-yard penalty? Is this going to be a little bit – this is. So they had to add on five yards. So this is a 38-yard extra point for Brandon McManus. And he missed it. And he has missed the kick, but there was a flag on the play. This is something that happened earlier today as well where and, – and we're going to get to the, the penalty call, but there was an unsportsmanlike conduct in the Packers-Vikings game when Stephon Diggs took off his helmet –
7: Oh, wow. Offside's and defense.
6: And the Vikings had to kick a 48-yard extra point. And Dan Bailey ended up missing it. It's why the Vikings ended up with 16 and not 17. So now the Bears are offside, so the Broncos will get the ball back at the 15-yard line where it will be a 33-yard kick. But that, that delay of game penalty moved the kick back five yards. And now they get a reprieve. And this,
7: now they're going for it again. And they're
6: going for it. <laughs> this is
7: this couldn't is. couldn't write this. People couldn't write it.
6: By the way, Chiefs beat the Raiders. Rams up twenty-seven to nine on the Saints with three and a half to go. This was a six-three game for the longest of time. Now because of the penalty, they get it at the one-yard line. None of this makes sense. None of I, this is. They get it at the one-yard line with an empty backfield. I am just surprised that Denver. They have scored Emmanuel Sanders with the two-point conversion, and now the Bears will have 31 seconds left to try to get the lead back as Denver is celebrating going crazy right now at mile high.
7: Wow. Wowzers. You want to talk about a turn of events. This, this doesn't make sense to me, though. This The whole
6: penalties and where the ball was placed. So Denver has the ball – at the a two and yard, two, two and, and a half yard, yard line. line for the conversion, they get a delay of game, which would have marked it back at the seven and a half yard line if they were to run a play. Right? right, five yard penalty. Instead, they mark back the five yards on the extra point because that's where they were going. So then they kicked a thirty-eight yard extra point. You with me so far? I'm with you. So the Bears jump off sides, right? Yes. So you would think that if they were to kick the extra point, they would move it back to the thirty-three. Right. Because the Bears jumped off sides, wouldn't it have been a either half the distance from the 7.5-yard line?
7: No, because...
6: Yeah, explain this to me, because
7: this okay, is... Okay,
6: so... It doesn't make sense that the Broncos got the ball at the 1-yard
7: line. Well, it wasn't the 1-yard line. It was still the 2.5-yard line.
6: No, it wasn't. It was at the
7: 1. It was at yeah, the 1. Yes. So it was half the diff, half, half the distance from the 2-point from two, two conversion. Yes,
6: which wouldn't have been the case because they were backed up on the previous
7: one. Well, if, if Dean Blandino is explaining it right now and on we, Fox. We can't hear him, we, they, but and he's we, he's explaining that exact fact right there because we're both stumped.
6: That is that is what is, and maybe David Gascon can, can lend an ear and he can fill in what they are saying about this. Because it just doesn't make any sense on why Denver would get the ball where they did. I could Listen, if they even put it half the distance of where they had it before, I could understand that. But I don't think that the, – the one yard didn't seem to be make much of a difference. It wasn't a running play they ran anyway. But as we try to understand these new rules, as Denver's up 14-13 to 13 with 20-some seconds left, it just seems odd to me that that would be the way that the rule would be incorporated. And now we have a personal foul roughing the passer call on Denver – so the Bears well that's that's Ephraim Salam's head. I'm Dan Byers. Ephraim is batting his head against the microphone as it looks like that's an awful call. How was that roughing the past? Bradley Chubb just How came from ruff- the blind side. This is this has not been a oh, good two minutes. I, I Dave I want to bring in David Gascon here. Dave, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but were you able to hear any of the explanation from Dean Blandino?
13: Yeah, he he basically reiterated the same thing that you did, saying he's never been in that position where it actually had to go from back to forward again. So it sounded like he was actually saying the officials made a mistake on that call. And then going back to what you guys just mentioned with the rough in the pass. that's probably one of the funnier rough in the passer calls I've ever ever seen in my entire life because that, that- it looked like Chubb was Pretty much gonna sack if, Trubisky. If the
6: referee said, if he in the post game, if they took the notes from the pool report and they said, "Hey, what happened there?" If he said we messed up the spot on the point conversion, so we wanted to give the Bears a break, I'd be totally cool with that. Because <laughs> well, you can't that would do be, that. That would be, <laughs> I can't say that. I, I, look, I know they're not going Sheesh. to. But That would be the only explanation of of the calls that we just got here
7: uh, in this. Bears-Broncos Oh hell, would Broncos break loose game. then if they if they said that. Uh, it's
6: it's a. 14-13 lead for Denver. 13 seconds left to go. The Roughing the passer. They threw, tried to throw a deep ball to Allen Robinson. was incomplete. And now they had another one knocked down. So it'll be 3rd and 10. But remember, you're in Denver. We know the Bears' altitude. issues with kicking. Yes. How much is altitude in Week 1 or Week 2 for your first game there? How much of a factor is that?
7: It's huge. You're not acclimated as a visitor. You're not acclimated there. But for kickers, it's great. They love it. And they love the thin air up there because the ball really takes off. They, <laughs> so...
6: They may even be in field goal range now 145. Right. Yeah. No, I'm just joking. By the way, there is something to the Denver mile high uh, aspect. The Broncos haven't lost a home game in Week Two since 1979. They have a 12 game win streak. Right now, in their home openers of teams going to Denver, they were about a point, point point-and-a-half underdog heading into this game today. Now they're up a point on the Bears, who are facing a fourth and ten with nine seconds. Chicago does have a timeout, so if they do convert, they can call a timeout and try for a last-second field goal. Otherwise, if they don't convert, this baby's over, and Denver is going to escape with a win with the Bears, possibly on the verge of starting out 0-2 to start the season.
7: I mean... A lot of people said they would, they didn't think the Bears would make the playoffs. I scoffed at that because of how great that defense is and how much better I thought uh Mitchell Trubisky would be under uh Matt Nagy, uh, you know, moving forward this year. Obviously, I missed something. I misread something. Uh they're 9 seconds away from starting on 2 this year and it's difficult to climb yourself out of that hole, especially in that division.
6: We'll keep it here. It is 4th and 10. We'll go to David Gascon with a score update in just a little bit. But the Bears are facing a 4th and 10, having to convert to keep the game alive. And it seems that the Broncos just aren't able to handle Trishky, oh my god! who completes it.
7: No time be... left. Game's over. The... No time. What? No time left. There was a, it. It ended up being a
6: fourth and fifteen because of an illegal substitution. I believe on Chicago backed them up five yards, but the time ran out, and now we are going to see if a timeout was called. As both the this is this has been a mess. This has been an absolute mess in Chicago, or excuse me, in Denver between Chicago and Denver of what we've had over the last. Two minutes, five minutes of actual time, maybe the last 30 seconds in game time. I saw double zeros on the clock. I didn't know if there was a timeout called or not from, but we are going to get a call on the field that Chicago did call a timeout, it appears, with one second Wow.
7: Wow. This (laughs) is out of control.
6: Somebody about to get fired. So Mitchell Trubisky was scrambling around in the pocket, Threw a dart to Allen Robinson with nobody calling timeout immediately. Like Robinson could have just called himself dead. He tried to go down to the ground, but nobody called timeout.
7: And it's no way that took one second. There's no way they got that time off. All, that timeout out. A, yeah, any, he caught the ball with one second left or two seconds left on the clock. He took two steps, then fell down, and all of a sudden it's a timeout. It's no way and, I would. I would go crazy. And
6: now the field goal unit is on for a 52-yarder from Eddie Panero and it is good. Good. The Chicago Bears have went to Denver and shocked the Broncos a crazy 30 seconds that you would not believe. Wow. The Bears are that 1-1. and The Broncos awful. are 0-2. And the refs should leave the field as fast as they possibly can. Awful officiating. Awful. One. Good Lord. This is, by the way, everybody celebrating had the Bears plus, uh, minus one and a half. There, that is the case. <laughs>
7: that
6: is the case. He's from Salam. I'm Dan Beyer. Let's get to that and so much more. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. David Gascon joins us here now. What's <laughs> up, Dave? Matt,
13: yep. Mitchell Trubisky before that last throw had 95 yards passing. Wow! He had 95 yards passing. I don't
6: want to hear another thing about Bears kickers ever. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) we're done with that junk. We're done with it.
13: Yeah. Well, you did say he could probably kick one from the other side of the 50-yard line. This one was uh, right between the uh, the eyes. That was a good shot. So Bears win it 16-14 is the final score, so they go to 500 now, 1-1 uh, on the young season. Rams are taking care of business right now. A couple of kneel downs, and this game will be over. They're past the two-minute warning, so right now they're up 27-9. to uh, Drew Brees knocked out this ball game with a thumb injury. He did not return at all. Brandon Cooks Three receptions, 74 yards, and one TD. Todd Gurley, 63 yards rushing and one score. He has 16 carries so far in this ball game. Kansas City, they won at Oakland, 28 to 10. Patrick Mahomes was stellar again, 30 of 44 for 443 and four touchdown passes in this ball game. Travis Kelsey, seven grabs for 107 and a score of his own. Patriots cover the spread, they outright win and blank the Dolphins, 43 to nothing. Ravens, again, 23-17 over Arizona. Lamar Jackson had 120 rushing yards in the ballgame and also two TDs. Bills now a perfect 2-0 in the young season. Who would have thought that? They beat the Giants 28-14. Josh Allen, 19-30, of 30, 253, and also two scores. Colts win to Tennessee, won that ball game. Pittsburgh falls at home to Seattle and then lost Ben Roethlisberger. They don't know for how long. He had elbow inflammation all week long, did not return this ball game. Russell Wilson, three touchdown passes. Cowboys by 10 in uh, Washington, 31-21. Packers scored 21 straight to open up the ball game and held on to beat the Vikings 21-16. Lions got their first win of the year. They beat the Chargers 13-10. Back to Dan Byartney from Salam in just 10 seconds. First, a word from farmers.
9: At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound beetle, bird poop, drone. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We
10: are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by farmers, truck, fire insurance, exchanges, and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
13: Guys, a couple of quick notes in Major League Baseball Mike Trout has to have season ending surgery. He's done for the year, finishes the season batting just under 300 with 45 homers and 104 runs driven in. Indians beat the Twins today 7-5. to Astros at Kansas City won by 9, and the Brewers were 7-6 winners in St. Louis against the Cardinals. Gentlemen, back to
6: you. Ryan Braun, grand slam with a 3-2 count, two outs in the top of the ninth inning, providing the... Fireworks for Milwaukee, the uh, the fireworks that are in Denver, uh, amazing. He's E from Salam. I'm Dan Pyer. This is Fox Zone, it's Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Trust me, I'll get the show right. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save fifteen percent or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call eight hundred nine four seven AUTO. The only hard part figuring out which way is easier. We saw three calls in this Bears Broncos game in the final thirty seconds of game time that I don't know if any of them were right. There was what appears to be the misplacement of the conversion that allowed Denver to go up one. There was then a roughing the passer call on Bradley Chubb as he was put pressure on Mitchell Trubisky, a blindside sack. And then, as you pointed out, it appeared that time ran out on the Bears' last play from scrimmage when Allen Robinson made the catch at the Denver 35-yard line, but somehow officials put one second left on the clock for the Bears to use their timeout, and then they kicked the field goal. What stands out for you of that mayhem that we just had?
7: Just to... Inconsistency, just the mistakes, back to back to back mistakes from the officials. I, I mean, I know it's happening fast, and it, it just seemed, just seemed like they just messed up, like they just phoned it in. And the fact that they let them get that timeout—I uh, mean, he caught the ball with two seconds left. The, the- he made a football move, then went to the ground. You actually have to call timeout when the person yes. gives himself up. Not, you can't call timeout while the receiver has the ball and is standing. You, 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 it's impo- it was impossible for them to get that timeout in a, in a second.
6: I think the the roughing the passer call on Chubb is the uh, actually the that worst was, yeah, that one was worse because You're I right. have no idea what he could do different and it's guys just making plays. The issues that like this is the this is the junk that happens in the NFL, Ephraim. We're now we're gonna be talking about how does the NFL solve this timeout play? Are we gonna have the competition committee now saying play, yeah, you rolled your eyes, and I feel the same way because this is the same conversation that we're now going to get because of what transpired in Denver of the NFL or of the officials saying that a timeout was called when it appeared that there was no opportunity for that timeout to poorly be called.
7: officiated a football game that cost a team a win. It's hard to deal with that as a player. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to deal, deal with that. I mean, whew, that roughing the passer call, that just the whole nine yards, the, the yardage yeah. mix-up and then allowing a the team – to call a timeout after the play clock, the game clock has expired.
6: You want to know what else? You know what else? I think probably needs to come to the NFL with plays like that. You may have to go NBA. Robots. College hoops are out. Yeah, get robots and robots. and add tenths of a second to a
5: clock. Yeah.
6: I mean, I mean, realistically, that makes sense. Because if if it was down to zero, if clock, if the clock was zero, it could have been zero point six. There's no horn that goes off in an NFL stadium. There's, I mean, like, there are things this, this these last sequences are just a week two game in Denver where the Broncos probably aren't going to make the playoffs, but the Bears are who we expect them to contend in the in the
7: NFC. But they didn't even review it though. They didn't even say, hey, let's make sure we got this right. Yeah. They just moved on with the field goal.
6: Just, something just, like what? it's it's amazing unfortunately my top five storylines of week two went to press before those, those scenarios <laughs> in Denver didn't make my top five your quick thoughts on what I think were the top five stories today in the NFL number five Eli Manning getting booed today with the Giants and I'm about to concede that you are probably right from our conversation last week but now if the fans are starting to feel it as the Giants lost to the Bills today I think that clock is really ticking
7: it's time to move on uh, We know it. Well, I told you last week when he came in the game, that was I mean, that, that's it.
4: Mm-hmm. That,
7: that, that's it. So now you open yourself up for that. The fans and probably the team want to move forward with the guy who's going to be the next quarterback for the next decade, hopefully.
6: I know it was the Redskins, but Dak Prescott and the Cowboys were darn impressive again. Dominant today, wearing a team down. I think that the Cowboys' victory—that I don't think anybody's going to talk about tomorrow—but that was darn impressive. Today.
7: It was impressive, and Dak Prescott, amid all of the contract negotiation stalls, talks, whatever it is, he's been a consummate pr- professional, and he's just—you know—he's what you want your quarterback to do: is go out there, ball, and win games.
6: Number. Please, Bobo, please with all of that, all right? Number three, I think the way that the Patriots incorporated Antonio Brown early is a bad sign for the rest of the NFL.
7: It is a bad sign for the rest of the NFL because once they – they're not even on the same page yet. There were some routes out there where they, you know, Tom threw it to Antonio's way and they weren't on the same page. Was it the outside shoulder, inside shoulder? Once they get clicking, it's going to be, you know, like that Randy Moss, those Randy Moss, Tom Brady years. It's – it's
6: unstoppable. I didn't think that there would be a story to top what was my early number one, but it dropped to number two. Number two, Ben Roethlisberger getting hurt for the Steelers today, not being able to finish in a loss to the Seahawks, but the number one story, Drew Brees' status with the Saints as the quarterback left in the first quarter.
7: Yeah, and we saw that, that that offense doesn't go with all those weapons without Drew Brees, so hopefully it's not as severe as it looked, and the Saints can, and Drew Brees can somehow uh, be ready for the remainder of the season. If not, that's going to hurt.
6: Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. He's from Salam. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Find Ephraim on Twitter at Ephraim Salam. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. The most valuable plays of Week 2 coming up next here on FSR.
9: At Farmers Insurance, we know there's a crucial difference between a kick drum pedal and your car's accelerator pedal. Because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it. We
10: are Farmers. Bum bum, 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 Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
6: Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's he from Salama. I'm Dan Bayer. A crazy week, two. Man, the time in Denver is going to be talked about a lot. Bears get a win today, 16-14. To Saints lose Drew Brees. Early Rams roll over the Saints, and the Chiefs did their thing against the Raiders. Let's get to our MVPs, the most... Yeah, yeah. Let's get to the MVPs of week two, why don't we? You
5: ready? This is Fox Football Sunday. MVP. MVP. Most valuable plays. Lady, what 49ers at Bengals.
11: Jeff Wilson Jr. is in. He scored his first touchdown in the NFL earlier. Goes into a true eye behind check They're going to play action. check goes to the flat. The ball goes to the end zone for Debo Samuel in the second level. Touchdown San
5: Cisco! I gotta tell you, it sounds better every time you say it. KNBR 49ers Radio Network.
2: Lady, what you
5: Chargers and Lions.
2: First and ten now from the LA 31. Stafford's got it. Looks, looks, loads, lows, deep middle. And he's caught! Touchdown Detroit Lion! Oh, Kenny Gotham down
11: that! lead for the first time
5: today. WJR 760 AM, Lions Radio Network. The lady, what are you talking Vikings and Packers. Sam to Rogers, look, in the pocket, dumps it off right side. He's got Williams to the 10 to the 5,
11: Barrowing his way to the end zone. Touchdown! Jamal Williams
5: on a 15-yard screen pass from Aaron Rodgers. Packers Radio Network. The lady, what are you Colts and tight ends.
1: They're out of the gun. He will back to throw. Lobs it in the end zone looking for T.Y. Touchdown!
11: Touchdown, T.Y. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y! A four-yard touchdown pass,
5: Jacoby Brissett to T.Y. Hilton. Colts Radio Network. Lady, what do you think? Bills and Giants. First down Buffalo, here's a little toss to Isaiah McKenzie
6: on the run, on the jet sweep, left side inside the 10, in the 5, corner of the end zone, touchdown,
11: touchdown Buffalo. Isaiah McKenzie from 14 yards out runs into the end zone for the Buffalo touchdown.
5: WGR and the Bills Radio Network. Lady, what do you think? Seahawks and Steelers.
11: Penny and is wide the right Russell takes the
8: snap looks far side he's going to
11: throw downfield he's got Metcalf he's got a touchdown Seahawks DK Metcalf one-on-one down the far sidelines good luck perfect pass by Russell Wilson a 28-yard strike that's number 201 touchdowns for Russell Wilson what a Hall of Fame career he is having and he's got another
8: 20 or 30 years left
5: Seahawks Radio Network. Lady, what do you think? Cowboys and Redskins. Tight end in motion sets up behind the tackle. Back to his left, second and eight. Going to throw. Time over the middle.
11: Down to the five. Walking
5: into the end zone. Touchdown
2: to Amari
5: Cooper. 105-3 the fan in the Cowboys Radio Network. Lady.
2: What do you
5: think? Cardinals and Ravens. Hollywood Brown goes in motion. Sweeps behind Lamar Jackson who pumps to the right. Looking for the end zone. Fires down the sideline. He's got Mar mark andrews touchdown ravens mark andrews wide open down on the sideline all eyes on hollywood and the ravens get the cardinals to take the bait and the ravens take the lead wbal ravens radio network the lady what are you jaguars and texans
1: watson shotgun johnson to his left bunch formation right fourth down and a yard at the jacksonville two qt in motion to the left Watson takes the snap, rolling to the right. Deshaun wants to run it. He weaves inside. He's got the goal line. Touchdown, Deshaun Watson. And the Texans are up two scores.
5: Sports Radio 610, Texans Radio Network. Lady, what are you think? Chiefs and Raiders.
11: Damian Williams to the left of Mahomes. Takes the snap right at his belt. Turns the right hip. Now he's going to gun it long. He wants Demarcus Robinson. Coming back to the ball. He's got it in the end zone. Touchdown. Kansas City, Demarcus Robinson, it's his turn to have the game of his life, and Mahomes
5: is in a human acetylene torch. Chiefs Radio Network. Lady, What do you think? Saints and Rams. Takes the snap, he tosses left. Gurley behind his block, sprinting to the left side, and in! Touchdown Todd Gurley! Touchdown
11: LA! With 5.39 to go in the third, the Rams
5: have the first touchdown of week two. 93 1 Jack FM, Rams Radio Network. Lady, what are you talking Patriots and Dolphins.
8: Shotgun snap to
5: Fitzpatrick, dropping back at first and 10. It throws across a little catch by Bilash. No, he fumbles oh, oh
11: into the yeah. hands of Collins, who runs down the right sideline. He runs to the 10. He beats him to the pylon. Touchdown, Patriots. What a play. What a heads-up play by Jamie Collins. I mean, Miami can't even function at this point. They can't catch
5: the ball. They turn it over. They're sloppy. What an embarrassment. 98.5 The Sports Hub and the Patriots Radio Network. The most valuable plays.
1: That's game, huh? With <laughs> the dagger. room.
5: This is Fox Football Sunday.
6: Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, he's he from Salam. I'm Dan Beyer, and this is how it ended on the Bears radio network in Denver.
11: Scales down the ball, O'Donnell to the hole from the right hash, angle to the left, good placement, boot by Eddie Pinheiro, kick to the uprights, and the kick is good for the win, Pinheiro with the narrow kick to send Denver down as time expires, Bears 16, Denver 14, they escape with a victory on the road.
6: On the Bears radio network in a heartbreak in Chicago or in Denver, uh, celebrating in Chicago today.
7: Wow. Yeah, that's uh, mismanagement at its finest. We'll <laughs> see how this thing shakes out for the rest of the week, though, but there's going to be our, hell
6: to pay. Our fantasy stud of week two, Patrick Mahomes, 443 yards and four touchdowns. He's E from Salama. I'm Dan Bayer. This has been Fox Sports Red Zone Radio for week two in the NFL.